Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, what's up, Chris? How's everybody doing today? And John. Hello. 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 Uh, no. and, and rejoining us. What? The Crimson... Why, why do I always say that? The Crimson Tide fan faithful himself. Big Hand Sanders. Hey, buddy. Well, he, he's known as friend of the show, Jeff. Yeah, but but, but now I'm just gonna call him Big Hand Sanders after uh, Slade and me like we're what? Look at this. What? Look, oh, every okay. time, watch this. Watch this. It's like a child. It's like a child. <laughs> it's, it's the meat. Do, from you, side yeah. side. Do you want to try it, John? I've I've been there before. He's got some girthy hands on yeah, him too. Yeah. I've touched him once. I don't. Think, but I, see, need, I need to see that right now in front of my, in my eyeballs. See the part. The perplexing part of it isn't. Oh, it's the he's got a challenger. Here. They're about the same. See the part that's a link versus girth here. Well, mine's yeah. bigger. Mine's bigger. <laughs> the perplexing part about it, as far as your hands, right, is that you're how tall? You're like five eight, six, five seven. six. Okay, you know I'm six foot. John, you're six three, right? Mm. And Sean, you're like five eight, five ten, somewhere closer to five eleven. Okay, yeah, you tell yourself. But um, when I wear stacks, <laughs> I mean, like, so all are taller. My hand is like half the size of your. Freaking hand, and yeah. Slade's the same way. Slade's like six foot, right? Yeah, you but know? he's he's fragile. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's. But if he, we're talking proportion he, for Chris, Chris isn't known for his hands. He's known for his arm length. <laughs> that's true. That's uh oh. Or, la- or lack, lack. If you've of ever seen T Rex right. arms, right? My ancient ancestors. <laughs> Rest in peace. So you can Sean, see them at the Chicago Museum. Yeah, <laughs> Sean, I want to give you an update on how. Our anniversary went last week. Okay, and I also have an update for you on a promise I made to you. Oh, cool. I got home yeah. that night. Because it was last week. Yes. It was the next we day was your anniversary, out, right? Yeah, we were standing on the parking lot, and you were explaining to me how I needed to do something, for God's sake, something, something. Just something. And so we went to pick up a card. and A great card, by the way. It was a great card. And an Amazon gift card. Yeah. For the purpose of her being able to buy, she likes Kindle to read. Books. She has a Kindle. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah, got home. Okay, oh, and no. for whatever oh, reason, no. for whatever reason, it just it came up. Uh, anniversary tomorrow. She says, "By the way, you're not getting me anything tomorrow, are you? I'm not getting you anything because oh, no. we're doing a vacation next weekend." Oh, uh, which you told me. Yeah, and I, that still doesn't matter. But I said, so I said, uh, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not doing anything." Knowing full well, thank God I kept that receipt. Yeah. You took so it back? I tried to take it back to CVS, but I should have remembered this. They don't, yeah, they don't, you can't take back gift cards. So Friday, last Friday, I said, honey, here you go. I did get you this. I tried to take it back. She says, well, we can use it for stuff we might need from Amazon. It's fine. But and then she goes, well, Luke. even the card? You, even, you didn't give her the card? I gave her the card. Okay. The card is a different story. But okay. <laughs> funny thing. She woke up with the card next to her bed, and she said, "Honey, I didn't get you a card. I'll get one today and bring it home to you." Yeah. Well, good. So, no more second guessing my marriage. <laughs> I just I, what I was trying to tell John is like, no matter what, if it you only get a certain amount of anniversaries, just like you only get a certain amount of birthdays, and even if it's something little like a card, even if you're not the all going out making a big deal out of anything, like me, your wife is gonna like the card. Yeah, I heard it. I heard the whole conversation. Well, well, afterwards, I even brought up post-show how you inspired me to make, well, I don't know if I gave credit to Jeff, but Jeff had made a book 
and he ended up giving me an idea to make my very own version of the book with the pictures and everything in it. Yes. That's plagiarism. Yes. Loved it. Is that where you took pictures of your D and put it in a book? Shh. What's and then, a, like, put different hats on it? What's a D? What? Yeah, what, what's what is a that? D? Yeah, well, it's a... Richard. It's a little Richard. <laughs> a little so, yeah. Richard. So what are you going to tell that. me? Uh, well, I'm a man of my word, John. And uh, you asked me one time for uh, a promise, and I gave it to you. Okay. So, uh, so you know I love Funko Pops. Yeah. And uh, there were some exclusives to certain stores. God, don't remind me. Um, but there was one in particular exclusive to Target. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up going, and I fulfilled a promise, John. <gasps> Look at that. What? So. Are you kidding me right now? Without further ado. Are you kidding me right now? Are yes. you kidding me right now? John, what are you holding right now? I'm getting emotional. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I made a, God. um, I've been wanting one of those too, so I made a little road trip. Don't let the, Chris get his hands on it. To a place, uh, that if you weren't around here, you'd call Opelika, <laughs> Alabama, but it was uh, over in the, the Target near Auburn. So yeah, that's I've had the worst day, <laughs> but I'm here for you, baby. I'm here for you, Thank sweetness. You. Did you get one? I did get me one too. Yeah. So yeah, Jeff, did you want to take a look at that? I can see from here. It's <laughs> pretty nice, beautiful. Thank you. Oh you my bet. God. Thank you. Well, this seems this seems genuine, doesn't it? I gotta go. <laughs> is this where we tell everyone that today's topic is uh, John sucking? I'm just gonna hold Sean Richard. <laughs> but, but you need to tell your audience what he's holding. Oh yeah. So. Oh, sorry. The exclusive. Uh, Great radio. We we had talked about um, Pokemon coming out with Pops, uh, and Pikachu was going to be the Target exclusive, and it was, it released and it was gone. I just released what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, I had been keeping up with it, and I got to give credit to Jeff's brother. He's a he's a huge Pop fanatic. He's yes, got a I lot heard. of he's got a lot of shortcuts and things that we use to find out when things are in stock, and we got the heads up and. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. Now you're holding it, so. That's amazing. Yeah. There you go. That is really amazing. Good job. Cool, man. Yeah, man. That was cool. Uh, Chris, (laughs) Chris knew about it before you got here and he goes, did you get me one? (laughs) And I said, no, you didn't say you wanted one. He said, you said what? You said, dang you and your, your logic. Yeah. (laughs) I said something like that. Because he didn't say you wanted one. I was like, well, what about Dr. Who Pop? Did you get one of those for me? I was like, there's not a new one yet. When we see, is is it the one, the new one? Yeah. You want that one, right? With the female? Yeah. I think it's only a hot topic right now. And they didn't have it the one time I went in there. We got people. It'll show up eventually. You see how that, you see see that look in that nod? He's got people too. Yeah. We can make things happen. Yeah. Things can happen. So. Yeah. Um, So that's what I did. Anything else going on this week? Well, yeah. Uh, to, today, uh-huh. um, um, uh, yeah, something big happened, but I don't know how, if it's, I didn't know if we got, I got something after at some point here. I just recalled it in my mind. I'm an excited because it's today. been, today's a great day. It's been stewing in my mind. Yeah. For like six days. Are you going to be a rapper now? No, not that. Oh, okay. Are you going to release it anytime soon? <laughs> you guys know, uh, well, at least I know John for certain knows. Sean, you know this too. Uh, that I'm like huge when it comes to the Oscars and everything that's going on with the Oscars. Yeah. Is you partake is, in like parties and guessing and yeah, yeah. I mean, John will tell you this. Like I have analyzed the Oscars. I usually like can figure out pretty well. I feel like when I make picks as far as what's going to win, what's not going to win, that kind of stuff. I try to see most of the films. 
<clears throat> the Oscars is ruining itself this week. <laughs> oh, no. Because it's giving out what's the equivalent of a freaking participation trophy. I hate yeah. participation trophies. It's basically, we're going to have a new category this year called uh, Best Popular Movie. What's it going to be based off of? Uh, that's fan? yeah. They haven't even said fan that voting because I know normally fans do they get to vote for Oscars or I don't know. It feels like this year it's all about giving Black Panther an award mm-hmm. because that's I mean it I was think we can popular. all agree that would be the one that would win because it's an insanely popular movie this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but or I guess Infinity War. It's gonna be one of those <laughs> that came out on DVD uh, today. But it's <sighs> well, I read an article about that. That was uh, yesterday for you guys. Sorry, I did now. not read an article. I saw an article. Uh-huh. Ah. And the, head, and the headline was: Here are the types of movies that would technically who that would have won mm-hmm. if this category existed in previous years. Okay, I, I don't remember the whole list, but I know Creed was in that list. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so this list has the potential to be a good thing. I, I wouldn't just I wouldn't just knock it immediately. It's I mean I would not characterize it as a participation trophy. It's not like they're going to put a Michael Bay film in it. Feasibly, they can put Black Panther in it. Feasibly, they can put uh, Mission Possible from this year. I mean, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I mean, Boo. the point is, oh. you're seeing all these. <laughs> we said popular. The oh. point is, the point is, you're seeing all these popular, quote unquote, films that are scoring every bit as high, if not higher, on Rotten Tomatoes. But they don't. And score other sites. I like how you said tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. I have found. I have found that if you pay attention. The, the Metacritic score and the Rotten Tomatoes score often don't have that much discrepancy. There can no be. More, no more than 10 points. Let's put, I kind of view it as, like, you look at Rotten Tomatoes. All Rotten Tomatoes says, is the movie okay? Is it worth your time? It doesn't say anything else. Like, it says, like, hey, it's a good. It doesn't actually, like, put it on a scale of, for instance, like, the way IGN is. It would equate something as being a 7 or an 8 as being the same as something that's a 10. But it does help but, help with that added – it gives yeah. you that average score. Yeah. But, yeah. People I don't mean, look at it that much, but there is an average score. Sure, yeah, and that's that's the number I usually pay more attention to yeah. when I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes because that's closer mm-hmm. to what, like, Metacritic does. Like, yeah. Metacritic is looking at what is the score you assign this thing. That's so mad. But I just – I hate it because it's just <laughs> – it's like – it's about, you know, to me the Oscars have been this thing, like – forever mm-hmm. that it's the one major award that has stayed the course and said we don't give two hoots about what's the most popular thing we give about what we think is the most artistically important um and it's like i can look at their two like hoots. when i when i look at like their list of winners of best picture like there are years where i i would say i would have picked this instead but I can't argue against the film not being included in the conversation usually every year. Like most famously, John really loved No Country for Old Men that one that year. And, I, and he yeah. knows I was a big guy for There Will Be Blood. But I had no problem with No Country for Old Men winning Best Picture. On the other hand, like when I watch something like the Grammys and I get to the album of the year every year, I pound myself against the wall, like my head against a wall because I'm looking I'm like none of these are highly regarded albums. They're just whatever is the most Subjective, popular Chris. thing and gets the most biggest pool of, of voters from the Grammy voting block yeah. to agree That's on it. Saying, yeah. and, and I mean, like it happens, like Daft Punk's only win for best album of the year is one that is basically a disco album, right? But it's a good album. 
and like it's on not the other, Chris. Say oh it's no, not. it's great album. Yeah, but it's not their best well, album. You laugh at two hoots. You're gonna laugh at this. You might poo poo this. Yeah. Oh. But there oh. is there is a argument to be had about Oscars losing audiences year over year yes. because mm-hmm. you know not taking a particular position on it, but a lot of Americans are getting tired of the oh. agenda driven award shows. Exactly. But that's not gonna go away. And no, it's not gonna go away. Yeah. But this adds a. We're honoring something that you relate to category yeah. mm-hmm. to potentially bring back audiences to see. I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm not yeah, even saying that. I'm is. not even saying that's the motive. But I think the Oscars are trying to do something to stay relevant. Dude, sometimes because yeah. I stopped aside from right uh, aside from seeing if Stallone won an Oscar that year for Creed. Mm-hmm. I, just, I haven't watched an Oscar in almost ten years. Because I just fundamentally don't care. I don't give two cahoots. Whoa, uh, yeah, salty about language. what Hollywood does, thinks, or says anymore. I, I, I'm the same I way. Yeah. The most excited I get when I would watch them would be when the movie that I cared about was even mentioned, like maybe for animation, like if an Up type yeah. movie was. Oh, I know that movie, and I'd get all excited. But other than that, yeah. you're just sitting there going, "I'm not going to watch these movies. They they do nothing for me. They're great pieces of art." Mm-hmm. The actors and the actresses and everything is amazing in it. The music's great, but it's just, I'm going to watch the Infinity Wars when they come out with my friends or, you know, the sure. Winnie the Pooh movie that's out now. I'm not going to go watch. I still haven't seen that. I know. We need to make that happen. Uh, see, it's on our as list. someone who is a fan, like to me, I'm like, I get less people are watching, uh-huh. but like, that's just because it, as far are as I'm dumb? concerned, just no, it's more, dumb, it, it's just because the viewing habits of Americans are changing. People, are more prone to watch things online. They want to watch a highlight, a clip. They don't want to sit and watch a four-hour ceremony where literally the majority of the awards being presented are for people that even those who do follow like things like the Oscars, they don't know who they are. Right. Like, I don't know who the guys are that are behind sound mixing. I certainly don't know who's doing the best shorts and all that kind of stuff. And those guys, the guys that are getting sound mixing awards, yeah. they don't care they're on the main broadcast. They'd yeah. be just fine getting their Oscar in the – That trophy exactly. gets the them a job for 20 it, years. It's exactly. like, yeah. If, like, if you want to make the show better, I'd say why don't you reduce the number of things that you're giving away on stage, right? Mm-hmm. Like do the kind of thing like where when, you know – if I'm trying to think here, like if something wins best score, come out and say like, additionally, it also won best makeup and best costume design. You're, you're giving record recognition to the film, but it adds a better. Yeah. yeah I under, that, and that, and like good. do something like that and then find a way to expand Dude. out. Like the one thing I will give credit to the Grammys doing is that the majority of their award ceremony isn't speeches anymore. It's just people performing. Uh, and doing collaborations because they understood that's what people were interested in. So maybe instead of like doing these things right, like right. where you're like where you're doing um where you're doing like speeches, right? Instead like do introspectives <laughs> of like different <laughs> do introspectives into like the year of film. Like here's the best from horror. Here's the best from comedy because yes, not all these things unfortunately are equally uh, represent on the stage every time, you know, and that's the thing that also ticks me off. Like this whole entire idea. It's like popular film. When I look at it and I say, there's two genres besides popular film that never get love and they are horror and their comedy. They haven't won a best picture ever, except one time with comedy, uh, in the last like 50 years, which was Annie Hall, you know, 
Get Out, the best it ever got was last year with Get Out, where it won a best original screenplay. When's the last time you saw? What did Exorcist I mean, win? Did Exorcist ever win it? It got an Oscar for something. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Best Picture. I don't know if it's ever won for that. Maybe it has. But I'm saying like this whole entire idea that like certain genres need to be given a, a award just because they're not likely to get there. I'm like, that's fine. You know what? Mission Impossible, Black Panther, they're great films. That's fine. But they also get like a billion dollars. That's their reward. You know, <laughs> the guy who, on the other hand, is going to do like a, a period piece about someone that is not very well known and is going to dedicate three months of his life committing to that character his reward is that he's See, but well, in fairness, I mean, the Oscars have been going down this road. Sure. And if we're talking about years, it now, you yeah. can they bet added, they've had more extensive conversations. Well, they added animation yeah. category. Right. Yeah. See, Chris, they add, I don't mind they, that. They expanded a best picture list to 10 as opposed to Yeah, Chris, and that's what it's been. It's been trying to make up for their mistake of not nominating Dark Knight for best picture. Because that's the one everyone comes back to. And, and I have to agree on that. I'm like, that movie should have been nominated for Best Picture. Just like before, the big one that happened before was Saving Private Ryan didn't win Best Picture. And everyone was amazed how the hell that didn't happen. But at the same time, I'm like, Titanic won Best Picture. Gladiator won Best Picture. Lord of the Rings won Best Picture. I'll never Picture. let go, Jack. You know, there's, there's plenty of examples where it actually has happened. It's just not a common occurrence. Well, can we start talking about video games now? Yeah, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Because your hype, that was, that was legit. That's obviously that's a soapbox for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, now let me get on my soapbox <laughs> to talk about a game with my friend Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, sir, it's good to have you, man. You ready to rock this thing out? I am so ready. Yeah. I want to know what he thinks about all this. What? He's like, I don't care. If, if you really want to know, if, I'll tell you. If Jeff watches the Oscars, Jeff watches the Oscars. Films with here's, here's the thing: I don't watch the Oscars. I don't really watch any award shows because, and I don't know if the Oscars are subject to this, but what little bit of award shows I have watched, as soon as it starts going political, yeah, yeah, and these views start coming out, I'm changing the channel. Well, I don't want to hear that. I want to even see. if I agree with them, I just don't want to hear it. But there's probably a lot. Would of you guys that agree that I don't care about the that people part. who make music, artists that make music. And a lot of people in movies and, and that deal with that, there's a, they are really politically driven on like all kind of things. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's, yeah. cr I mean, they are like, and that's a lot of times how they make their albums and they have lyrics in the albums. And I'm not, I'm not hype about it either, but I kind of, I'm one of those things. I'm like, look, it's your award. It's your moment. Do what you will. So it, it's kind of like, I'm, it's like, if it's your award in your moment, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're coming to present an award. That's true. That's and true. And your name is Schmobert Shamiro. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Ooh. Ooh, dang. So what'd Bob do to you? Yeah. He just, <laughs> where did he touch you? He's just getting Look cranky. at the doll. He's just getting cranky. It's okay. Old, John, Creed age. 2 is coming out. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> just remember that. It is okay. so coming out. It right. is. It's coming soon. <laughs> That's amazing. I thought it did um, when you gave him this pop. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we ready stuff. to do this topic? I mean, you guys better bring it because we're going to go about for the two. next, what, how if far you are don't we bring in? it, I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes talking about how, uh, Brotherhood is better than Assassin's Creed 2. No. Man. It's all right, game. That's fundamentally not true. Yeah, I well, agree. You should with go that. back and play it. You will notice. He's like, game that came is. out afterwards with innovations is a little bit better than game that made innovations. Man, Assassin's Creed, a lot better, a lot <laughs> dude. Better. Is Ezio in that one? Yes, they're both Ezio. Yeah, first Ezio still better. 
Nope. Bear Story. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Afraid mm-hmm. so. I've played. Do both. we need to go back and play it? Um, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening right now. Real time. Jeff, right. did you bring notes? He did. A couple. Brought you a laptop <laughs> with notes. We're legit when people bring laptops. I meant with to notes. write my notes, but I didn't have time. Well, we're to gonna, go. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pass it around and let y'all guys do this thing. Okay. Well, let's y'all, do it. Y'all guys. Let's stop talking about it. Let's do it. You want to? Yeah. All right. Let's All right. go. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is dead cells. Dead cells. Dead cells. Yeah. Cells that are dead. But now they're not. We just have to, right off the bat, guys, I want you to help me clear up what the heck this is because i've been told it's a metroid game it is a castlevania game mm-hmm. it's a metroidvania a roguelike game which i don't it's even know technically what that is oh it just means when you're rogue <laughs> I, f- I feel like giving it a metroidvania description starts you on the right description but it's not really it's like it's core i'd say it's core mechanic at a moment feels like metroidvania but do you agree with that, Jeff? But it's definitely, yeah. it's an evolution. Like you could tell, it's not completely in that wheelhouse. The way Hollow Knight is a lot closer to a Metroidvania, in my opinion, than, than this is. But that's fine. When I think Metroidvania, yeah. I think I'm starting at this location. Correct. And I need to get to this location. Uh-huh. But I can't get past this door till I go to this location. Right. Correct. And then I got to come back to this location. This game doesn't force you as much to do that, to go from one location to the next. It, no. It's kind of, it's level based, sorta, Where's and it's head? fully open. That's that's the point. Mm. There's a reason for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, and you can progress kind of at your own pace, and you're not hindered by certain spots within the level. You just kind of you're open to go to explore as little or as much as you want before you progress. Sure, that's fair. Metroidvania kind of forces you to go here. Then explore here. Anyway, that's, I just want to throw that in on. You have to build yourself up would, to get to Well, the would you right. think like the, the best modern day Metroidvania would be like an Ori? Mm, or no? That's based, up there. based on example. what he just said. That's, I think so. that's really up there. I think so. Ori's amazing. Yeah. Love it. I would say like it's, it's a Metroidvania in the sense that you do eventually need to get these upgrades and things like that. Um, to really have a great shot to beat the game. Because I haven't gotten to the final boss yet, but pretty much there's a bunch of people have told me, like, look, I got to the final boss pretty quickly, you know, just because they're naturally good at these kind of games. But they're like, then I just got worked. Sure. And I kept trying to go and work. And, like, that's where they came back to the realization, like, oh, wait, I need to go do all this other stuff so that when I do get to the boss, I'm in the best position to beat it. So in that way, it's still like a Castlevania. Um and you are going out there and you're trying to explore and find certain things because as you get these, I, I believe they're called runes in the game, Re-ruined they give it. you these upgrades that <laughs> allow you to explore each contained area mm-hmm. with more thoroughness than you could before. So like starting out, it's uh the very first thing is what that you get. Which one is it? Uh The Vaughn. Yes. So, the you what? know, say that again, a vine, like a you'll vine. see, you'll see these little green things on the ground. And at first you can just go up and they'll be like, Hey, you, you touch it and, and yeah, nothing you happens. Yeah, you rub it. Yeah. yeah. You rub yeah. the vine. You, the vine's just like, oh. okay. 
But then, and then it grows. <laughs> but as you go further in the game, you eventually unlock a rune that lets you grow vines from the ground. So now whenever I go through a level and I see a vine, there's a part of the map I couldn't get to before that I can now go into. And as I go in, you know, it allows me to, for the opportunity to get more upgrades, get more cells and everything, which is going to help me long term. And as you get more and more runes, every run, uh, eventually becomes much more elaborate as to the places you can go, the things you can find and how much you can make your character build up for later runs in the game. So you said it's Metroidvania type, but also read that it's rogue. Yes. Now I don't know how to define roguevania. So throw that out there. Uh, rogue would be okay. So this is, (laughs) as we said, like it's part Castlevania in the sense that you are building and getting certain abilities over time that allow you to explore more than you could before. Right. But it's roguelike in the sense that you only have one life, and when you die, everything resets from the beginning outside of certain things that you're allowed to carry over over time. Now, when I first started playing this, it come across to me much like a mobile game. Mm. Um, you know, a mobile game, a lot of them like think um, Flappy Bird. They're designed so that you... You, you start the game and then it's just more of a progression thing. How far can I make it? And then I died. All right. Let me start over. How far can I make it? Died. Start over. Okay. And that's the way this game felt to me in the beginning. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I'm just running through the game. I'm just, I'm just, you know, hacking and slashing. And as soon as I die, I'm, I'm dead. I start right back at the same point. What am I supposed to be doing? Mm. Through enough playthrough, you start to figure this thing out. It's, it is repetitive. Um, you do start in the same location. You can run through this maze of, of level or levels it's at your pace. Yeah. Um, but what you learn is there's certain points and certain attributes you can pick up on this run through. Every time you play, you're adding to your next playthrough. Exactly. Um, you may, every time you kill enemies, you're, they're slowly dropping these dead cells. Mm-hmm. Um, was that where they get the name from? Right. If you can <laughs> make it, it, if you can make it to certain milestones, you meet the collector and you can trade these, uh, dead cells in to the collector and what? Buy for stuff? certain attributes. Right. You can, okay. uh, one of the best ones to describe is the, uh, the, uh, health vial. Yeah. Um, if you can buy, if you can save up 25 uh, dead cells or whatever it is, you can, you can buy a health vial. And what the health vial does is allows you on your next playthrough. Now, if you happen to die or right before you die, you can use a health file and it regenerates your health. Correct. Um, or you can buy, potion. you can buy the attribute of you, you collect gold mm-hmm. during your run through. When you die, you lose both the cells you've collected and the gold you've collected if you don't trade it into the collector at the end of the level. But if you make it to the end and you trade in your health, health files, or I'm sorry, your uh, dead cells, it will allow you to buy an attribute that allow you to carry over your goal into your next run. So you're you're slowly building on your next run. Correct. It's all about long-term investment. You start out and, oh. and like it, it's basically <laughs> it's kind of the basic idea is at first it's just kind of survive and see how far you can get. But as you start to collect these souls and you get these upgrades and also as you uh as you go through the map, you'll randomly encounter blueprints for new weapons and and gear and all this kind like of stuff blueprint uh you start to see that like you're building towards something that like as you've made more and more runs gone further unlocked runes that give you more abilities to explore 
you're able to build a character that is going to be immensely more powerful than when you actually started the game for your first run. So it doesn't matter that you start with the same baseline stats of a hundred life and ratings of one, one, one in three separate categories, right? That lets you build as you want. Um, it's like the three categories are, I believe, are brutality, tactical, and survival. But so they're one out of what? As high as you can go. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and 99 even. And even though that's, that's fine that you have it because as Jeff said, like you can have these scenarios where just now I've unlocked it. Now I have three health potions per level. That gives me more survivability every single time I play this game. I have more blueprints that I've not only unlocked, but I've also put the cells in to unlock into the game. So now the randomness is like any of these weapons can now appear in the world at any moment. Uh, you know, so there is a person you meet later on where you can start to spend cells so that more high level items appear more often. Frequently, yeah. Yeah. So you start to see like there is an investment chain for you. There's no right or wrong way to go about it as far as. Yeah. You were saying uh, that when yeah, I was watching you play like, today. And the fun part of it as far as the day to day grind of the game is that every single run feels unique. Well, it's Mainly, not just feels unique. It is, it is unique because yes. each, each time you play through the levels are auto generated. Correct. So they're, they're different every time you play. You may be playing the same level over and over in the beginning, but you're, but it's different every run. And then the other side of it, uh, that really hits you is that the weapons, like you don't just always have the exact same set of weapons no. and abilities. And I that completely, that completely <laughs> changes. Well, you see, you think that first because there are certain things, no. there are certain things that yes, like you want to, go to because you're like this this goes to the way i play games but the fun part about this game is because of the randomness you start to see the advantage of everything and you start to think about the different ways you can tie different combinations together for the longest time all i wanted was turrets like that's that's been my baseline grab you saw me do it earlier and i still that's my chief thing but i've had runs i've had runs now where i've just rocked with like having a bow and arrow and, um, and the freeze ability, right? And then a bunch of grenades. And I just light people up with this stuff and, and there's nothing they can do to stop me. I too yeah. love the turrets because you could stand on the ledge. You've got yeah. enemies below you, throw the turret down and you just stand up there and do nothing. And, they get exactly. whacked. and it yeah. destroys yeah. everybody. But it's still one of my favorites, but I still have newly found the flame grenades. Because yes. you can throw that and it just throws <laughs> fire and anybody in the path of that fire is just destroying them. So if we've taken notes so far, John mm-hmm. and I, are, we, we know nothing about this game, right? Mm-hmm. So you start off and you do the same thing over and over. Yeah. But that, that world you're in is going to change every time. And then your weapons are going to, um, they're going to change all the time. There's a collector. But you're going to, you're going to make money and you're going to collect dead cells that the collector can hook you up with new stuff. Correct. And what if you never die? What if you're just awesome and you just keep going? You could make it to the, to the end of the game. It's just that from what I've gathered to do that and then beat the final boss is near impossible. You have to be, you'd have to be, you know, tie, like tie a blindfold around and beat raids on destiny on the hardest death, you know, difficulty. Like you're that guy, right? You, you know, it's also, <laughs> it's also really neat the way they, des- they design the game because like we said, you can start within a particular level and you can research all the way through. 
but they also designed it for those who like to do speed runs. Exactly. You can speed run your way in, in, in order to do one of these speed runs, you can. What is it? The first level is two minutes, right? You have to get in. Well, you like, basically have to get through the first level. Yes. Make it to the entrance to the second. When you get in the second, take one of the first tunnels and you'll find a door that you have about two minutes to get to from the start of the game. Yes. If you can get to it within that time frame, you're going to get some major loot. Yes. I like loot. See, but the trade-off Sean is... Sean does like loot. That's the best thing they've said about this game so far. The the trade-off <laughs> of it, of course, though, is that because you didn't take the time in the first level right. to go get your abilities to, uh, uh, to right. get equipment, you're pretty light. Old so you, you don't have much. And it definitely... I've had many times where I've made that run early on, and I was like, okay, I'll just skip this, and I'll just always go to there. Because you usually get one upgrade. You get like a – you'll get a blueprint, and you'll get a number of cells. So you don't you don't feel like you're missing out too much. But the problem is then you all of a sudden realize everything can kill you quickly, and you don't have weapons that can do a lot of damage yet. It's it's hard. So let me ask – let me make sure I understand this. The saving grace to the concept of this roguelike game uh-huh. where you die and you lose everything – the saving grace is the dead cells that allow you to get upgrades, provide, allow the world to provide you with those things much easier yes. on a second run. You're building yes. on each run. Yes. Okay. Over time, you're building a base. So after a while, yourself. dying is not that much of a punishment. Right. Well, yeah. Well, right. it, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, well, maybe right. Well, maybe. Let's put it this way. Within reason. <laughs> it starts to get painful in the sense of like just the fact that you have a run and you've gotten this really nice equipment during that run, and you've built this character to a way where you feel you are very proficient, two hours of work and one death, and it's all over. And then it's it's like, and and to be fair, in those moments, I usually have to go, all right, it's time to take a 10-minute break and think about life and and other things besides this game. And then I come back and I start again, and and I just go, okay, let's see what we can build this time. Tell me if this is true for you. When I start a run, I ask myself, on this particular I, run, I sit back and ponder: Do I do I want to make this run about farming, or correct. do I want to make this run about how far I can get? Yeah, uh, there's the time door. See, that's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, there's no right answer or mm. wrong answer to this. Like as far as strategy, the way you go about it, it's just it's interesting. It always feels fresh. You see, like here, this guy we're watching right now, he's got a trap and he's got a splinter. They can throw down and do the, yeah, it shoots out arrows. He's got this big nutcracker mallet, which is my least favorite <laughs> freaking weapon because in the game. It's slow, but it's got the greatest name. Do your, own, do your own weapons damage you? No. Uh, no. Like those grenades you're talking about? No. no. Do, have you, have you seen him throw the finger yet? Yes. I have seen that. And have you seen the, um, the wall where, uh, it, there's a cell that will say, uh, get good? I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, that makes me happy. <laughs> Shot out. Right. I so, haven't seen that. To, this is, to our boy. Maybe it's cause I'm good. This is hard to describe. <laughs> maybe it's cause I'm good. But this art style <laughs> mm-hmm. is exactly the type of art style that I'm talking about when I say games like, um, Celeste don't sure. look as good to me because this one seems to strike the right balance of modern and 16 bit. I was going to say is That's this 16 bit? To me I, I it's a so. to me it's a homage to 16 bit. It's that it, to me it's a hybrid of modern but, technology. See, uh what was the game I was playing but recently? But they're doing I mean to be fair they're doing different Octopath? things. Octopath. Octopath. Yeah. 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 But see Octopath to me it had the obviously it's got the the bit look. Yeah. yeah. But it adds this other like 
not bit look, and it's a medley of of goodness. This just looks like an old school, like you said, sixteen bit game, and it probably feels good because you're holding your Xbox, your feels PlayStation good. controller, oh. or your Nintendo Switch. But it it does nothing for me. Like but I don't I don't want to play this like game. It looks like Shinobi to me. It's got a Shinobi ish. I, I mean, you it's don't, you don't see Shinobi a little bit. Okay, you um, know, something I think is worth talking about is the fact that. Chris and I both got it on different consoles. He got it on the PS4. Correct. I got it on Switch. I am thoroughly enjoying playing this on the Switch because is it a good poop game? It is a great poop game. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Unless, unless, unless I'm sold. To, unless you're going for the two hour run. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, I, I feel bad for Chris because I feel like he's limited. Your wife to, hears you falling in the bathroom because you got up after two hours. <laughs> legs just numb. Just numb. Like I'm just imagining Jeff <laughs> on the toilet and he's pinching it and he won't let it go until he dies. <laughs> and you just hear ah release. That's not good for you, Jeff. When I was That's a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, I literally would read for long Dude, stretches on do. the toilet. I would be in there for two hours. That's what I told my parents too. <laughs> no, I, I. Well, okay. here's the deal. That's I've funny. got no reason. As to, you as you grow older, you worry about getting Henrys. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. you, you don't yeah. you don't want to get a Henry if you've ever had one or haven't had one. No. Um, <laughs> unless they're your man, your manly, that's fine. That's what? a good kind of. Henry. What did you just say about Don Mattingly? I said unless they are in your Madden league, then that's okay to have a Madden league. His, yes, Madden, his Madden oh. football. This mumble mouth, I tell yeah. you, yeah, <laughs> Madden Unless they're in Madden league, what is it? What? But uh, um, anyways, yeah, because then you got to get like preparation H and sit <laughs> funny at work and all because you Can stayed you on the toilet for too long. The f- I better not. Yeah, you. I don't know, John. I kind of like when you when you hit. But the, can I just say the first time I ever put, it's a it's a feeling you'll never get back. It's like the first time you hit oh, cocaine, I, which I know nothing about. By the way, you don't hit cocaine. By the way, I don't know what you're talking about. Bump. You take a bump. Oh, there you go. You a, now you, you sound cool. When, uh, the first now time, Adam is definitely saying you're a monster. The first time you ever apply. The first time you. The first time you ever apply. Prep H to a Henry? Not just that, but a, a prep H wipe to, oh, a, to a Henry. Oh, your yes. eyes roll back into your head. It's amazing. And you and that moment, I've never experienced that moment since. I, I don't know if it's because of there's an anticipation of dread. Some people who are listening to this show that I know are probably horrified. But no, there's an anticipation <laughs> of dread. If you have a Henry and you realize a number two has to happen and you go, oh, mm-hmm. no. Oh, sometimes no. at number two, sometimes at number two, was I'm glad to say I've never had that problem. It, I don't wish it on you. It's not a good thing. It's, Certain people are more prone than others. Yeah. I tell you what you don't want to do. Loose Duke this Baron. What's that? You don't want to cut jalapeno peppers. Oh God. Forget you did so. Uh huh. And give the old Richard a scratch a little while later. <laughs> uh, the old, uh-uh. the old jalapeno uh-uh. residue. Uh uh-uh. uh. Have you ever when say, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. We're, we're going to get back on track because we have to because this is the topic. But have you ever, as when you were younger, maybe a teenage boy, you're an athlete, and let's say you need Ben Gay on like your thigh, your leg. I think or I know where you're going with this, and yes, I've done this. And then it accidentally gets up in a Richard area. See, it I like is how you said the worst. I, th- I like how you said accidentally. You just put it all uh, over Richard. We were in college, <laughs> and someone had uh, it wasn't Ben Gay. It was a uh, it was icy this hot. Be good. Oh yeah. This yeah, is fine. Icy no, Hot's yeah, worse. Icy oh, Hot, you know, like being dumb freaking college kids. 
we, first off, we drank a ton of Natty Light, this and then someone said, "Hey, let's Shout see who can." Natty Light. Someone said, "Like, hey, let's see who can go the longest uh, with Icy Hot on their Richards." <laughs> Whoever and that you, was, it, is and a trust God. me, you don't want that experience, Jeff. Look where he's going. See, this is where you go to get to that place. I was telling you. See, you go down there. And then you just take that up there, and, it, and that's where the Aussie area is. I've been trying to describe to Jeff how to get to this place. Instead of, this is the other place you can go to, go up the elevator. and I, I found it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you know this. Jeff is good at video games. <laughs> he hasn't got to the You know what the best yet. thing I heard this week? I don't remember a lot from Saturday. But I do remember one line. What's that? I remember your son coming up and he said, Chris, can you show me what to do? You're like the best person I know at video games. And I was like, oh, thank you. So I'm glad much. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Do, he'd, be, he'd be in a closet for the next I two I feel weeks. so bad for his son right now because <laughs> right? he doesn't know the wrath that is coming. Yeah. He's just going to get home and like hey, a door going to slam. Headlock. Come here. Come here, boy. We need to talk. <laughs> boy. Boy. No, but, um, so yeah, I'm playing on the switch and, and I'm really enjoying it. And I've, you know, thought about the fact that you're playing on PS4 on occasion and how, you know, you're limited to the couch and your playtime. But being on the Switch, I take, I'm taking my Switch places with me again. Um, Tell me you know, how much you love your Switch. It's a love hate relationship for me. Oh no! If I'm playing games, yeah. if, if I'm playing games Shut on up. it, it's good. Otherwise, you know, I played through Mario Tennis. That was fun. But oh, you played that, that that's game? That's recent though. You I know, mean, me, me and John have a, a match in the. uh in the, have in the waiting. Oh, oh y'all haven't played things. yet? Not yet. It's coming. I have great internet now. You know that? Dude, have you, I've you've heard. listened. <laughs> it's amazing internet. I'm kind of jealous. Apparently I now have the dinosaur internet. Yeah, yeah pretty much. John. We got to tighten up over there on <laughs> the other I'm, side I'm of getting, the river. What do you get? Uh, 50. Yeah, I pay 50. for 50 meg, but I get. I pay for 30. 50, get 50. But I think your up's better than mine, right? It mm. varies. Four yeah, to. Mine's eight, always two. My, mine's Always too. I can't stream hardly anything. So what else Mine's you guys got for 20. this? Um, really, John? For this? I'm sorry. This I, was, I'm really sorry. I am. This, was, very this sorry. was our favorite word. It was organic. It did. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Don't um, take this away from me. <laughs> I guess what I've most enjoyed about the game, though, is that as you start out, like I said, it can feel a little bit repetitive at first because you are just kind of doing this loop, right? And then once you start to reach out. And you find, like, I can go here. I can go there. You start to see how unique every level feels, uh, the variety of enemy types, the just the creativity as far as it feels like it's got that old school game design in a way where it's like, we're not going to tell you how to do it. Just figure it out. And that's cool. Like, a lot of people keep saying Dark Souls when they're talking about this game. I've seen that a lot. You don't see it? I don't, I don't see it. I mean, outside of the fact that, okay, yeah, you lose, like, you have these things, these cells, which are kind of like souls, um, and you're trying to build them out. I'm like, yeah, but you can't get them back when you lose them. That's kind of like how a Dark Souls is. You can't just keep making the same calculated run to level. It's like, <laughs> no, you have to be good. You have to survive, which is not what Dark Souls right. is. And I think I, it, what was it? 24, 27? I think it's what I paid for it on the Nintendo shop. Yeah. Download it. I think that's a very fair price. To me, this type of game is, is one that I'm taking a risk on. You know, I'm thinking, Oh, great. 24, 25 bucks. I don't know what I'm going to get out of this. I'm glad I bought this one. Oh it's, yeah. I'm really having fun with it. Once I figured things out, like Chris said, I'm really rolling with it, having a good time with it. 
we're sending kicks back and forth. You know, I just got my next rune. See, I just John, kick this. is. I noticed that today. I totally missed out on lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first lunch. Were, were you gonna? That's Chris, on me. <laughs> were you gonna talk anything about the game's uh, history of development or anything? Um, yeah. So this is actually by a French studio. Um, we oui, we. Oui. Uh-huh. I can't remember. They, they've been around forever. Hey, like, prove it. What did they yeah. make? Well, see, that's the thing. This isn't like their Baguettes. usual. This isn't their usual MO. They've been around since like the nineties. <laughs> motion twin. But the thing, yeah, motion twin. Thank you. And, but like the thing they're most known for is like they're a kind of studio that usually gets hired to do, you know, like work. Like, yeah, you know, like come like in. Mercenaries. Yeah. We need you to, we need <laughs> you to come in here and work on this one issue of our game. Right. Yeah. You know, reporting this, come and do this for us. And I guess this has just been a passion project of people in their studio that they've been built up. It came out originally on Steam Early Access. I think it was like March last year. Right. Um, and even then people were like, Oh, oh, this is definitely the next big thing for this kind of genre. I, I didn't catch it at that time. And even here, like, for weeks when I was on the PlayStation store, I'll be honest, I saw it consistently on the coming soon things, but I was like, ugh, this feels like it's just going to be something overhyped uh, that really doesn't live up to what I think it is. That, that was my initial thought just by looking. But once I actually sat down and started to play this thing, I was like, I'm going to shut the hell up now and just respect what's going on here. Well, I mentioned it a couple of months back because Brian Altano was having a love affair with it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, he plays random, he, he has a history of playing really random games and talking about really random games that he finds on the eShop and other platforms. So yeah. if he finds something and he talks about it on Twitter, he, I mean, that's when I pay attention to something like that. I was mm-hmm. just going to add up, I, I, if anyone from Motion Twins listening, I hope I don't botch this up, but I pulled some information from Wikipedia that I thought was, you know, Wikipedia. valid. If you want to know something about the game, and basically it was stating how that uh, Motion Twin made um, mobile games yeah. and browser games. Uh, their their browser game Die Tonight was a game that they had took to uh, some show or something, um, and it, it's a tower defense style game. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. They ended up developing, <laughs> like you said, they put they ended up developing uh, Dead Cells, and they put it on Steam Early Access. You know, to get to gauge the interest um, and get feedback from players on the game features, and it says um, this was something I thought was interesting. Lead designer Sebastian Bernard estimated that forty to fifty percent of the features in the final game mm-hmm. were drawn from the feedback during early access. That's, That's cool. That, that I like when when you have interaction like that, and you you have feedback, and you see people. So that's great feedback. Let's use it. Let's actually implement it in the final product right. because obviously those are the people playing the the freaking game. Well, I think can you blow that forty in my to face fifty percent? <laughs> if you that sounds amazing, that. I would be fine with that. Um, <laughs> hold up, some things are happening, Jeff. <laughs> no, he's well, I think, no. I know he's got um, like a cotton candy vapey thing going I on. I want to smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the impressive thing to me is before the game even hit. Uh, main sales, I think I read somewhere that it had already sold on Steam Early Access, like something like 730,000 right. copies. Right. And you think Almost like, okay, okay, that's before just you, shy. You know, like <laughs> that's from a studio with, you know, very little promotion here or anything like that. Uh, no yeah. big history uh, of, like, of like building up. And you think like, and before console sales. 
you know, and I wonder, you know, it being on hey. Switch, it getting heightened on PlayStation. And I haven't seen as much on Xbox heightened when I've gotten to their store. But I imagine people will hear about it and they will play this game. This could be a studio now that, like, yeah, they end up selling, like, million or two copies of this game. Doubt it. Uh <laughs> After its release, and that's that's amazing. I'm kidding. You know? Hey, why back, do you hate back, small studios? But in a minute ago, when you were wondering, did you uh, did you wah wah wonder? <laughs> wah wah wah. That's awesome. But oh, yeah. it's a teleport device. Yeah, yes. I yeah, was going to bring that up. Yeah, John, is if you know your thing about getting from point here to here, Best you don't ever have a problem, dude. Can I say fast travel in, in Brotherhood is much better than fast travel? Of course in it is. But in this game. When Chris needed to go back to where he would kind of wanting to be and figure some things out, totally got these little portals that he just goes, "Hey, here yeah. we go. Let's that travel." Helps with, that helps with the speed runs too, because like one of the things, if I do decide, do do, if, <laughs> if I decide, <laughs> if I decide I'm going to do the speed run approach, usually what I do is I race as fast as I can to find the access uh, or the exit, and then. If I say do that and it only takes 45 seconds in the first level, then I'm teleporting back to see if there's – I can just find things where I go like, okay, I probably need to get out of here at about a minute 40. So, you know, that gives me 20, 30 seconds to at least run left and see is there a weapon or something I can get before I get the hell out of here. Uh, does it – does it uh... – does it have a is it does it have a story that's captivating at all? No, it's not. It's definitely a game not about the story. Right. I mean, the idea from what I've gathered is that you are a prisoner who died, and you keep coming back to life. I could be completely yeah. wrong on this, but I think there is a story that's slowly sure. you're getting tidbits. Yeah. You you run down a hall, tidbit, like it, and there's like a, it. There's a cell. <laughs> there's a prison cell that you run right? in, and there's a message on the wall. Or you you go in this hole and there's there's another message. I feel like it's trying to give me somewhat of a story. Look, you remember? Do you you may not remember this, but one of the games you you very rarely sell me or try to sell me on a game. A while back, a couple of years ago, you played a game called Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's a good game. Mm-hmm. Did that have a great story? Is that what captivated you to that game? Well, that yeah. was a story yeah. driven game. Yeah. It was a story driven game. So, and I know that I think I know that you like story driven games. Yeah. Ish. That's that's why so when that's I why play I, Call of Duty, I'm campaign only. Yeah, and then, and then well, maybe so that that, that mm-hmm. lets me know that there is something to this game because you're enjoying it. I don't know if you're ma- trying to make a story be there when it's not, but it's kind of cool that knowing where you come from and you appreciate there is, this story. I mean, it has a story to the extent that eight bit, sixteen bit games had stories. Exactly. Like I think you can actually go to. uh because I was on there. You can go to the You can go to the Dead Cells wiki. Like they have an official wiki, and you can what? read. Like they have, they have like it built out for you. But like from what I've gathered, in a, it's a minimalist thing. Like they're giving you oh, hints. Like minimalist. Oh, minimalist. Yeah, there's a hint to like what's going on in this world and things like that. But yeah, there's never going to be a point where like you stop and there's like a three minute cutscene to be like, all right, right. I want to ask the only reason everything. you know the story for the original Legend of Zelda is because it was in the instruction book. Yeah, but at reason, least it was there. It was there. I mean, the story for the original Mario Brothers is not even canon anymore. You know, it, I mean, people what? Just, yeah. Who said there is a uh, canon in Mario? Don't Brothers. you say Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fight the first boss. Sean, just to answer your question. You're right, and let that be cre- more credit for the game. Right. I I prefer a story driven game. 
Right. Great. Um, which is why I'm not crazy about mobile games. There's no story. It's, hey, yeah. you pay a dollar or two Let's to play this. Time you're just going to do the same yeah. thing over and over. No, there's not so much of a story. But to me, the gameplay on this is so fun. And maybe it's, maybe it's because of my age. I don't know that it takes me back to, to the games I used to play back in the day where it's, you know, <clears throat> Um, well, when I'm playing a game, I would, and this is probably just normal for everybody, but it either has to have a great story and kind of, you know, hack gameplay, but the story can carry it. Sure. Or great, great Yay, gameplay, meh story, and the gameplay carries it. And when you find that one gem that has both, it's Got like, a war. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the combination of like Alone. having great innovative gameplay and having a great narrative is a very very rare yeah. thing. You get one or the other, or or a mixture in between of, of both. But like this game, obviously, was designed first and foremost, and I think it's like it's only eleven people from what I heard because like they're already from working. France. They're working on a patch, and they're like, look, I like working we're, on a patch. We're being. It's like, we're not going to lie to you guys. We're just going to be upfront about this. It's going to probably take us to November to get the patch out to you just because with our size, it's not an easy thing because they're still working on other things that they have tied to. Oh, yeah, like celebrating the World Cup they just won. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. France. France. See, John, soccer is. <laughs> it's why they didn't talk about Darksiders at, uh, at It really – John – had but no you can hear problem. It on Gamescom. John had no problem with them not talking about anything because the World Cup. They ended up winning the whole thing, John. See, the funny part about this is, is because this guy's early <laughs> in the game. Funny. Because they can't say we're watching the first boss fight right now. And this guy, Jeff can attest this because he's early on the game. It's taken him a couple of minutes to bring him down. But Jeff and I have both have had runs now where with the right tools That's and the right scenario. I got to say, Jeff was right. That's yeah. a lot of loot. With the right tools and right scenario, Jeff and I have both like taken this boss down in about 10 to 15 seconds. <clears throat> There's a beginner's yeah. bow, a nutcracker, and some twin daggers. <laughs> Those twin daggers are the jam. I'm going twin daggers. It's well balanced. It's not It's not hard and going to give you all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, as long as you respect what's, what is Does around that mean you. The game's floppy? <laughs> I don't know. We're all almost 40, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. What? Speak for yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself. Somebody's already. Um, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. um, yeah. it's not a game. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like, it's not the hardest game ever. Like, Celeste to me is a harder game. Yeah. Uh, but you play Celeste too? No. He was on the episode. He was, he was on the show. Yeah. Come on, Sean. You were on this show talking, talking about, about it? it? Yeah. He's not I, very I don't, smart. I don't listen. I don't ever listen to the show. <laughs> Same here. Ever. <laughs> Uh, and mm-hmm. that would have been a week I wasn't here. That's true. You wasn't. All right. Did you sit? Did you, you use my, did you use my mic? You, you son of a, all over it. Get the dump button, Chris. I'm about to go off. <laughs> I think he was here. You were here because he was sitting uh, right there and you were here. That's yeah. true. I didn't, I, he, I don't remember him being here for Celeste. And if it I is was, okay. Yes, that's true. If you don't this remember. Is the, this is the first time you both, when I did Mario, mm-hmm. John wasn't here. That's right. The time that's right. Celeste, you weren't here. Oh. So you've been, this is number, this is three? This yeah. is, so this yeah. is a special This is moment. like Godfather is. part three. Is this Godfather. Okay? I'm getting emotional. Let's go with the bear Godfather. Two. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's three for him. He Ryan Leaf would be the third one. I, I gotta tell you, did, and this is, I'm not, did you, did we cover all your notes? Cause I wanna, yeah. you took time to do that. Okay. <laughs> he came with notes. He was knowledgeable. He's funny. He made a really good joke we all laughed on. He's moving up the ranks, guys. 
This is <laughs> this is where we tell you that you're being replaced. Oh no, not at the cost of. <laughs> I don't of mean me. to make Jeff. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. Okay. Because I've been holding this in for a while. Let it okay. out. Okay. I feel like we could be best friends, and we don't even know it. He has. You said that to me before. This is a different and I, time. I, that's when I made you. Aren't walk. you best friends with his brother now? <laughs> do we hug? Hey, do not, do not bring that up right now. <laughs> Look, I've seen you taking pictures together. Again, Pikachu. Why am I turning red? In the morning, he's making waffles. My wife has have, has caught Your wife. Two, has caught you two together. Yeah, yeah, she did. We were at Barbarito's one day, and uh, I get a I get my phone goes off and it's his wife's. My wife. What? Wait, you were at Barbarito's? Yeah. And exactly. That hurts. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Everybody here hates me right now, but I get it's her. I'm like. It's a, I could tell it's probably like a picture and I'm like, oh, hopefully in a way I was excited because I was hoping she accidentally sent it to the wrong person and it was something very nice, <laughs> but I opened it very and it's nice. a picture of me and my table and it says like, I'm telling John you cheated on him. Or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was like my first or second day over there. Yeah. Things were still kind of new for me. So yeah, no excuses. I know you like Barberitos and I know you like Barberitos. I haven't even, had the nachos in a while. I'm not going tonight, I tell you that much. That hurt. <laughs> Dude, I could kill I could kill Jimmy John's again. Oh, that was legit oh, last week. So that was legit. I would put all Oh wait, we of can't that. go because someone is allergic Jeff's to bread. Like, Jeff's literally the enemy of bread. Are you allergic to bread? <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's right. You eat bread now. Again. Yeah, I'm yeah, eating bread now. He's yeah. like, he can do an unwitch. What's well, the, I just remember you can get an unwitch. No, I'm I'm good. I, okay. I'm I'm good. Okay. I eat, I eat bread. Yeah. Hey, what cool. movie is it when the, when the, someone write in next I think week it's and Scott, ask us where we want I to just eat. learned this at work. I think it's Scott Pilgrim where she's like eating bread and somebody said bread makes you fat and she said bread makes you fat. Oh, uh, I think so. Is it Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I think you're right. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Bread makes you fat. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that a few months ago and I thought, I've oh, seen this too many times. You I'm watched not it because of anymore. Aubrey. It's definitely a movie that and then it's best the first real couple name? times. But it that's is. a lot of comedy. What's her real name? Uh, she's Who, Aubrey she's, Plaza? No. Yeah. She's now, I don't know her name. She's now seeing... Uh, that's Aubrey Plaza. She's No, in, she's not in that. You want yes, to she bet? Is. She's the one... Oh, okay. She's not the She's not right. the female love interest, but she, she is in she's it. She's got yeah. glasses on. Okay. You're I thinking, acknowledge that uh, she's in it. John, she she's in the movie. She has a smaller role. <laughs> a smaller what? So you're thinking of the main character, or are you thinking of a sister? I don't know anymore. Nah. He's confused. My life uh, is meaningless. Anyways. Um, <laughs> hey, we, uh, I, before we wrap this up, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Richards. We, this is the most important part. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Jeff, how many Richards would you get this? Jeff, year? don't just blurt it out like I do sometimes. I'm not. <laughs> Give I'm me not. a good lead in. I, fi- I, fi- I figured I was going to be asked this question. I'm, I'm, I'm. Jeff, look at me. Jeff? I'm trying to remember what you gave Celeste. <laughs> We're going to stare at each other eyes later. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what you gave Celeste because I feel like you said like a 9.5. Yeah, I was pretty high on Celeste. Did you? I was at a 10. I remember I really that. should I listen to 10. the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. I would give it, it's definitely at least a nine, nine and a half for what it, for what it's the, the, the time it's given me, um, oh. and, and keeping me occupied. I definitely enjoy the game. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with. What'd it. you so give it? At least a nine. I'm going. I'm going to give it a nine. At least a nine, right? At least. Does it have any girth? <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> you see, girth is replayability. Yeah, right? that's what it uh, means. Yeah, 
Well, seeing as we made major, <laughs> like a Pringles, that's all can. we do is replay. Oh, Whoa, that's, a lot of girth. that's some good girth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not like um, a Direct TV controller, but a Pringles can. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Green minds think alike. Uh-oh. Me and Jeff have been lockstep this year. You're like a poser, dude. We're like You're very, such a poser. We're, we're very close on a lot of things. We Jeff, might be like, what I said we might be a friends. little bit, yeah. We might be a little up and down as far as things. Like, you are. I think I might have been a little. Well, I got to shut this down. I'm trying to think. If this I was, is, this is uncomfortable. I might have been a little higher on God of War than you were, but you yeah, still loved it. For some reason, I did hear that you didn't like God of War. No, I, I did like God of War. Yeah, hey, you liked I heard it a lot. Like it. It dude, just, I heard you hated it. <sighs> <laughs> he just clapped Or maybe, back. no, I guess it's more Celeste. Celeste, like, I was like, oh my God. And you were like, no, this is great. But it's all right. Like, to the level I was. Yeah. Um, so two nines? I'm going to say, no, I'm going to go 9.5. This is probably, to me, the third best game I've played this year. I, I have no problem saying that. Wow. What's the Ce- other two? God of Celeste War and Celeste? And, and God of War. Those would, those it, would be my top three right now. It's the funny mm-hmm. argument of ranking. You know, if I give this a 9.5 and then it's at okay. the end of the year, you want to ask me, well, how, now, how did you give God of War 9.5 and this a 9.5 or, or God of War 9? Does that mean this was it, a better game than God like, of War? No, it's not a better game than God of War. It's just, I'm just rating it on a scale of sure. how much fun I'm having with it, how much I would rate, uh, recommend it to another person. So you, you would recommend it, obviously. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, um, oh, and it, yeah. I like that you guys did play it on both systems, and you both are pretty much getting the same thing out of it. So yeah, um, no major issues. It's great it's, poop game. I'll say, like yeah. you know, we've had two <laughs> games here recently, both that have come to Switch that uh, have been rated as being Metroidvania, Hollow Knight, and now this. I enjoyed Hollow Knight. Um, there's a lot of artistic stuff in Hollow Knight. I I like like it's just really pretty and beautiful to look at, especially the music in that game. But this to me is more of like when you go into this minimalist storytelling where it's like there is a story here and, you know, less, I guess, probably than Hollow Knight. It's all about gameplay and the gameplay in this just it feels good. It does. Like no matter which way. It feels good. If I've got like I love this game, especially like when you get a light weapon like swords and just how quickly or how much quicker you feel than like when you have that heavy hitter weapon. Chinese finger lock. Using like those kinds of things where you're just jumping across the level, dropping down turrets or tossing out grenades while you're doing massive damage to everyone around you. Pretty dope. It's, it's, yeah, you feel powerful. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a rush. Every playthrough is new. Exactly. Yeah. That's the best part. Then That's you die and you tagline. get a bunch of weapons you don't like and you That's make good, do. You should be on a t-shirt <laughs> or at least a bumper sticker. But yeah, it's, uh, it's out on everything now pretty much. So we'll buy it, they go, say. yeah, go pick it up. If you like any of this kind of game, if this is your kind of thing, you like rogues or you like Metroidvanias, I think you should play, play this game. Jeff, I, I just, I um, think you're going to have a good time. People, I think I've hinted that you were my, my PSVR buddy. Correct. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on this show. There's a game I want you and I to play together and possibly talk about it on the show in the coming weeks if we You've don't. You said that much in the huh? other day, but you never told me what it was. Pixel Ripped 1989. I want Ooh. you to check it out. It came out in Ju- late July, I think. And it might be... We got some stuff coming up, but we might be able to to squeeze this in with some VR time. Is it? Because we got to... Re- yeah, it, it's out. It, is sure it came out late okay. July. I, I just when you listen to this on the replay at work, you're, you're gonna be like, he, that. Yeah. he just said that. 
<laughs> so maybe, Jeff, we have you on a return and we get some VR talking because we got to spread the VR love. Or maybe we can have you back and talk about Mario Tennis and how amazing Or Or you could come to after, a game. After our, uh, Actually, I was going to say he could match. come on the episode where we talk about this game that's coming out on October 26th. <laughs> He's not buying that game. It's a big deal. He's not buying it. Oh, who wants to put money on Call of Duty outselling Red Dead Redemption 2? MPD would put that money. No, no. By, and, and when I say outsell, I mean by the end of 2018. Yeah, yeah. MPD would put money on that. But I would, sure. I, I'd do a lunch. <laughs> At least that. a lunch. Yeah. You guys. On air. Here it goes. This the hard thing. In. See, the hard part of it, Push though, is like, button. I guess the way we would have to do is what? Just MPD for for the end of like 2018, do do like not, not the rolling 12 months, but just like. Mm-hmm. December 31st at midnight. Done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, done. Are we going only consoles or are we including PC sales as well? Well, there aren't any PC okay, sales. Okay, so for... then that was dumb for me to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't have a problem making the bet. And that was the thing. I was looking uh, a week or so ago. MPD said, we project Red Dead will narrowly beat out Call of Duty for sales this well, we'll year. We'll see. There's a lunch ride on it. Okay. So we will steakhouse. find out who is accurate. Uh, but now let's find out about the news. I can't wait. Let's do this. So excited. Cool. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! So much peeking. So I'm much. I'm way back here. Yeah, no. I, was, I actually, I forgot to go back. Sean, it was on me this week. Oh, Sean is not done peeking. Oh, I think Penny just peeked. <laughs> Did you... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, she'll peek if you If I smell sometime. Penny's uh, peak, I'm going to punt a dog. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Jeff, can you move your arm for me? Sure. You're a good man. Yes, dude, yeah. Uh, IGN fires editor for plagiarism. IGN has fired Nintendo editor Philip Mewson following an investigation into his Dead Cells review and charges of plagiarism. IGN said in a statement, quote, we've reviewed the allegations against one of our writers regarding our review of Dead Cells. After taking the time to investigate, we've determined that there were substantial similarities between a review posted weeks earlier in our review that could not be justified and warranted taking down. We apologize to our readers, developer Motion Twin, and most especially the YouTuber known as Boomstick Gaming for failing to uphold the, those standards. We've parted ways with the writer involved, and we will be re-reviewing Dead Cells this week. It says the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That'd be so funny. Since being fired, Philip has responded to the charges in a since-removed YouTube video on his channel. He states that any accusations of plagiarism are unintentional and apologize to IGN and Motion Twin, but did not directly apologize to Boomstick Gaming, simply offering him best wishes. During his response, he also called out Kotaku's reporting, specifically Jason Schreier, telling them to, quote, keep looking and please let me know if you find anything. Well, since then, <laughs> Mr. Schreier has, uh, Schreier has provided a third instance of alleged plagiarism from Mr. Mewson's work. I think this time it was basically, um, it was a Metroid game. Um, super, super Metroid Returns. Is that the one that you played, John? You Samus played Returns, it. yeah. Yeah, Samus Returns. And basically, it was like an end gadget. They found it. And the worst part of it was someone pointed out after the fact that the end gadget actually had an error for a button prompt. And he had the exact same error in his. And it's just like, you're like, God. Ugh. 
But yeah, that's. Yeah, I was on. I was hoping that you know the investigation and everything would have worked itself out, and he could have defended himself. And in his video, <clears throat> you and I talked because uh, earlier this week I asked you kind of what happened, and you said, "Yeah, he put out a video, and he wasn't necessarily sorry for things, and he issued a challenge." And I'll be dang if that challenge that's didn't not get the accepted. guy that. Yeah, <laughs> for those who don't know, Jason Schreier. Uh, in most circles of video game journalism is respected as, if not the best right now in the industry, definitely one of the best investigative journalists in gaming. How many, uh, how many circles yeah. of, of, uh, what'd you call them? <laughs> investigative journalists for they're gaming? They're not a ton. They're not a ton. How many circles? Are, there's like, yeah. what do you think? Three but baby he, circles? Four? He, he's the one who's willing to go <laughs> do the work and, they, and, they're and nasty. find out stuff. Investigators investigate, John. Yeah. And I wasn't too surprised because <laughs> most people who claim they're video game journalists, their job basically is to tell you when a game comes out. Yeah. Oh. And that's you know, that's not a that's not a knock on their yeah. profession, but no. sure sounded Jason like Schreier is a guy who goes <laughs> hunting for stories. Yeah. Um, he's writing two, or he's writing his second book right now. He's already written his first one. I want to used to be. I mean, Colin Moriarty was a journalist, mm-hmm. and and you know, they don't. Yeah. They're they're rare. Right it, it's true. The yeah. thing making noise. I'd say yeah. Most people they get they're... hired they get hired to basically be trade journalists. Like their idea is that they're going out there and they're giving a product. Right. They're doing one of two things. They're either covering the events of the day, which is pretty simple, right? Because it's already being put out in a press statement by the company who's releasing. Yeah, it. you're surrounded by companies who protect their information. Exactly. Um, you know, it's getting easier and easier today because everything leaks before E3. Sure. So but, you have that. Yeah. And then the other side is your job yes. is to write reviews and opinion, which isn't really journalism when you get to that point. You know, you're talking about opinions and that's all subjective. But Some of my favorite I, words. it's just like it's really weird that it happened here. Like, I, I don't understand why someone needed to plagiarize this. Like, it just doesn't. And why you would do it while you're working for the most known video game company with video that is, I I mean, like, did you just not think that someone would eventually notice? And that's, that's the thing. It doesn't make sense. And then afterwards, when you do get caught, instead of learning in the moment and kind of figuring out, okay, I need to be gracious and, and say, look, I've made a mistake. Let me apologize to the people and slowly Try to rebuild myself. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. Well, for, I'm sorry style. for stealing your content and yeah. increasing your YouTube subscribers by a hundred thousand. Well, My bad. <laughs> I mean, Philip Mewson is done. For now, he's he done. Is, yeah. He might have not been done had he not posted the video. Agreed. With that being said, they found more. He, really he easy. said something. <laughs> he said something that got that piqued my interest. Oh, and I don't know that it's true or not true. If it is true, if his claim is true, mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me. And I don't mean that with any disrespect towards those professionals in the industry. He says his approach, his method is not that much different than how everybody else in the industry does it. Now, people compl- completely, people co- immediately took him to task on that. That's fine. So this will either be the story and it dies away or these people on YouTube mm-hmm. are going to start fishing possible and they're going to start exposing whether that claim is or is not true from it wouldn't shock me if that claim 
is in fact true, that this methodology is commonplace. It's not malicious. Mm. It's not evil. It's. I think it's a certain type of... I mean, look, I do show notes every week. Sure. And I'll take a sentiment mm-hmm. in a news story and I'll repeat that sentiment. Now, it's not a review. Yeah. It's not something I publish on a site. No. It's simply stuff we regurgitate on air. And I think everybody understands that. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that that methodology is not applied to reviews that get published, whether by YouTube or by websites. To their credit, uh, I remember once he posted this out, because originally he posted it through his Twitter and he linked it there. Uh, and at the time, there were still a number of IGN journalists who were friends with him and everything. And pretty much all of them came back and said, this is... This is BS. Like, you know, Dan Stapledon's like, even, or no, it was, I'm sorry, it was Justin Davis, uh, who's also at IGN, directly said, when I write a review, I make sure not to look at what other people are saying. Like, that's my goal because his, his point to this was when I'm reviewing something, the last thing I want is to one, sway my own real opinion because other people are saying something else that is in disagreement. Or two, to do something like this, where you, whether it's intentional or not, to steal someone's turn of phrase or thought that really wasn't something your own, but you're like, oh, that's a good point. It just goes up here, right? You know, this this kind of thing, like plagiarism to me, the biggest place I usually see it is is in comedy. And then I guess also you could say in, in of course, historical writings and things like that, which I'm less familiar with. But comedy, it happens a lot because the thing is you go to clubs and people do so many sets. It's easy to sit there and hear something. And go, oh, yeah, that is yeah. funny. I do need to riff yeah. on and that you, for a little while. Yeah, you're trying to rework something and then all of a sudden it comes back like. They had that problem with uh, Amy Schumer's show. I know struggle with it because there were a lot of writers where it felt like people accused them Carlos of taking Mencia yeah and, and Joe Rogan. A that lot of a good them, one. yeah. And I just I just worry that because worse, of this guy, yeah. because of this guy and what he did, mm-hmm. and I'm acknowledging that he did it. I hope nobody yeah, is yeah. confused about that. But I worry that the ben- the concept of benefit of the doubt is no longer applicable going forward. Sure, because it's possible that someone in a review can say. This game is a roguelike that reminded me of X. And then somebody else mm-hmm. can say, this game reminded me of. Sure. When those two things are obvious and can commonly occur to somebody yeah. independently by yeah. themselves, but because the sentiment is expressed in two separate All of a reviews. You're, plagi- you're plagiarizing. Yeah. You're plagiarizing. See, I don't yeah. think people, though, push that extreme. Like even here, this wasn't that extreme. It was literally taking two things that were about four minutes mm-hmm. each. And literally, you kept seeing the type, the same types of words and phrases. And I know thoughts there's a and, distinction. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about. And when going you're doing forward, that, that's where you know, like, yes, if, if we both say, I like, use the phrase. Oh, I, I will agree to that point. Like, there is going to be the the people who lose out the most in this. You know, Boomstick Gaming, he'll get by, and I, I do agree. Like, this helps his exposure and all that. I think it's still bad. I think IGN should do the right thing. And if they made any money off of that review from their website, the original review when it was posted, and if you really want to do the nice thing, uh, any rev- <laughs> money that comes off of views from the reposting what? of it, uh, he should be monetized because what? it's his work that's I, basically I being ripped off. He's of. been more than compensated yeah, I'm not for that. I think that would be the right thing to do. 
They don't have to. That's up to them. Hey, goody two-shoes McGee. (laughs) But the other side of it, I would say the one who really takes the biggest hit in this is IGN. Because IGN IGN is the biggest video game reviewer on the site. I mean, I love love our buddy. uh, I like his, I love John's brother-in-law, Andrew. Right. Shout out to Andrew in the Northeast. How but you I've doing? seen, I mean, like I've seen him, I've seen my other friends who just like, they have a perception of what IGN is and they're highly critical of them because, <clears throat> you know, whether it be for reasons of like, they give 8.5 to call of duty every year or whatever, it's you know, they just, man. What do you want from me? or they have this idea in their head that they all get paid for reviews and, and that's the thing. And this just gives them fuel. You know, it gives fuel to all the haters and it's going to be there for a number of years where every, as soon as, for instance, Brandon Tyrell, uh, put up his re-review of the game, I go down and I start looking at comments on both YouTube and the review and, and everyone's just saying, Oh, who'd you steal this from? You know, those right. are the comments coming and they're going to have to deal with that Chris, for a those long are called time. Internet trolls. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and they'll be fine. But yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine, but it's just, you feel bad for them because there are a bunch of people there that I think they do what good if? work. They're doing good, honest work. I would just say this to IGN and other websites. I know you're moving into this thing where you understand where publication uh, matters less than your video presence mm-hmm. and how well you present yourself. And that's how I think someone like Philip ended up at IGN. Um, but you need to make sure people understand that it's got to be your own content. But what if? And the journalism standards matter. Like we will never – no one will ever believe this. But what if – your boy Philip, legit, those were his 100% like his own ideas. And he's like, oh my God, these people think I copied this. Ah, I think he kind of already in a way admitted I know, it. I know, but, but what if before this, he's like, let's just say a world exists where you two people can have like John world. Saying, the same wave of thoughts, but you get called out for being well, that's where you benefit person. Cop- I think he copied somebody else's work I to the too. degree that yeah. it was intentional and an honest mistake. I think there's room to debate that. Yeah. Everybody I've ever heard. I like from, room to debate, John. Every, everybody I've ever heard from who's spoken about Philip Mewson uh-huh. say that there's not a malicious bone in the guy's body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he did this in a way that like he was trying to cause. Home. Unlike. I think he just did it because it was an easy route. Friend of the show, Jeff. Yeah. And Jeff, you full are full of malicious bones. Today you are a co-host and you can interject whenever you want to. Yeah, I think it's just fun listening at oh, this point. Okay. Are Dang. you, are you at your cue? I don't know. Good? I think the guy, if, if it boils down to if, if he, if he plagiarized, it's laziness on his part. It is. If he didn't, I feel sorry for the guy because I, to John's point, I mean, you take a hundred people review one particular game, assuming it's a highly ranked game. So mm-hmm. you're not going to have both ends of the spectrum, but all reviews of those hundred reviews are going to be the same for the most part. If, if that were the case, yeah. if all hundred are positive reviews, then, and you start and they all independently give their review. And then you go back and compare all hundred. They're, they're, you're, they're similar. You're going to get a lot of crosswords. I think it's it was going to happen. I think it was the, of the polygon review. And this yeah. is, don't take this as a criticism. This is just highlight the point. Mm-hmm. A polygon review of prey. Okay. They use the phrase regarding the ending to the game. They use the phrase, they didn't earn that. Sure. And you can actually go back into the, to the audio podcast of our show when Chris was talking about prey and he 
said the exact same thing. Sure. They didn't earn that. Probably because yeah. Chris read that review and, thought and agreed thing. with the, and agreed yeah, with yeah, the Yeah, you're right. They didn't. Um, I just felt they didn't earn that. Exactly. But at the same time, I'm not. Totally did though. It, the point being is that we're, like we're not journalists. <laughs> well, not not, not even that. I know that. Yeah. I'm not even pointing it to that point. I would say well, the review is not journalism either. Yeah. Well, in a way, it is. When it's written, I mean, it's still it's an opinion. If it's it's, it's an, an opinion, opinion. It's not but journalism. but you're Your still not supposed to copy that's someone true. else's opinion by word for word. And that's the point here. Like, I get there will be times where phrases or uh, certain things that are just in lace, like jargon that is akin to the video game industry is going to cross over, right? Between multiple things. That's not plagiarism. Plagiarism is like when you literally when you were taking this guy's work and you were comparing it to boomsticks and you could literally see the same exact thought, not just like a line, but you know, 20 words and you're going like, he just substitute that with this yep. and you say it didn't happen just once. It didn't just happen twice. It happened like 10 times in the review. And then you go back and you say, okay, it happened there. And now I'm pulling this other review from FIFA and comparing it to another site where, again, it's the exact same instance where a couple of days before this review comes out and then his review comes out. And you're seeing yeah. the same trend. That's plagiarism. That's taking someone's work trying to repurpose. It's what kids in high school try to do every single day if they're lazy. They try to pass off their work as being something original instead of putting the time in. And you see that, and then vice versa, I see Brandon Tyrell, who did not think he was going to go review this game this week, put his butt on the line and work through completely to make sure he had beaten the game. And completely lowballed the score. <laughs> and gave it a 9.5. <laughs> and when you read it, it comes off as a completely genuine review that has, even though the sentiments are the same as Boomsticks, Boo. right? It doesn't sound anything like Boomsticks. It sounds like his own narrative. Well, we think of these guys as being given a game yeah. and and just Tom's at their, you know, at, at, at their convenience. And, and they play the game. They got a month to write a review. It's no big deal. But yeah. you take into consideration... For uh, someone like IGN, what is their workload like? How it's much a are lot. They, how much are they having to turn over these reviews? And then you mix in, well, how convenient or lazy is it to go, well, I could easily, that that was a good review. Mm -hmm. I can easily manipulate the words and get this off of my to-do plate and move on to the how next. How do we not know that Philip didn't have something like an anniversary of a, with a girlfriend or... Something, what, who or was it? He was, you know, he went there was out with a, his boys the night before, but it was due. And you're right; it all falls back on him, no matter what the reason is that he did what he did. But yeah. people are people, and things come up, and things happen, and I we're, just, I, we're generally I, lazy. It is, it is a little unfair. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and I could find myself getting creamed on, on, the, <laughs> yeah. on the internet oh. for something like for saying <laughs> something like this. But let's not forget that eighty to ninety percent of that review was his original work. I mean, let's be honest; they point out what. Four yeah. statements that yeah. look exactly the same. Well, I think but there's a bigger scope here. Laziness, perhaps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's still a lot of work that goes into a review, playing a game, editing a video. Yeah. There is work. You're right, John. So he put out 90% of the work was his. I, yeah. But the video review pretty much was not his. And I think that's the big point. Well, like, and from my understanding, I was boomstick talk well, to Colin. The, the common practice for a review. Mm. Is to read what IGN's doing now is they're basically reading the written review as a video. Sure. So that's but what, that's what they're from doing. from what I recall, 
uh, Colin spoke to Colin who Chris Colin Moriarty spoke God to Boomstick about this and how he discovered it. And he basically said he went and read the written review mm-hmm. and he knows the last line stuck out. He's like, that sounds sure. like yeah, what yeah, I went. Yeah. And then he went back and he said, well, let me watch his video review. And that's where he started. Okay, to maybe, see the maybe I'm wrong about yeah. the majority maybe, of the work. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about maybe that. it's 60 40. I, John. I, I didn't read it. Because it, they took it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get to it in time. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I luckily I, will, I read it and I looked at it the first day. The big thing I would say is to what you were saying, Sean. Yeah. Um, Dreamcast guy who's a, he's Best on YouTube. He, he's oh. a guy on YouTube and I guess he knows Philip Mewson and he had talked about how he put a video up this week where he was talking about how he'd had conversations with Phil where he was talking about how stressed he was. And how much the workload is, and and to his credit, like Colin Moriarty has also, I've I've heard him many times talk about like most people don't realize that when you work at a place like IGN, it is like a seventy to eighty hour work week. Yeah, Philip was Philip had to do a podcast. He had to do yeah. He he was editing other people's work. You know, and if I had to take a guess, I think someone like unlike him, right? I think the old school has been at these sites has been people passionate about video games who want to write about them. Right. But that era of course is ending like the Hillary Goldsteins, the, the Colin, the Colin Moriarty. Should I know Hillary Goldstein? Uh, yeah. These are editor. Of yeah. IGN. You know, oh uh, do you know all, Hillary all the guys, Goldstein? you know, Matt <laughs> Castlevania, uh, what's it? Matt Castlevania. I can't remember. Why Some, you, it's why, something why like that. Castleman Sia. That's his name. Greg he, he was one of the big Greg Miller. All those guys, they came in with the thing of, I want to write about video games, uh, and do this. That's not the mindset anymore. And I think if you were to ask Philip Mewson, he wanted to cover Nintendo and he wanted to make great content, you know, like in terms of being on camera, having fun, doing things like NBC and all that. I think that's where he, John, I think that's where he wanted to put the bulk of his work. So my guess, my guess is for someone like him, the review and doing that kind of editing and putting it all together, what the details were in it is something that was second hand to him to then the actual production that he's putting in. Well, maybe IGN does deserve speculation. Maybe IGN does deserve some criticism for this. Sure. I think, I I think everyone's going to have to, maybe they, they, maybe they did not articulate to Philip Mewson that you were a journalist first here. Yeah, Yeah. sir. Yeah. Because I doubt he considered himself a journalist ever. Well, maybe uh, not. And that has to matter to some degree. Well, well, now that we're done with our second topic of the day, (laughs) um, next up, Multiple Diablo. Just, just read them back to back. <laughs> Multiple Diablo projects. Traditionally, there are several years before the arrival of any Diablo game from Blizzard, and Diablo 3 is no ex- exception. Yeah. I almost wanted to say oh, expectation. I don't know why. Blizzard has announced they are working on multiple projects with more news to possibly come in the near future. Quote, the forge here at Blizzards are burning, at Blizzard are burning hot, and we have multiple Diablo projects in the work. Uh, said associate community manager Brandy Camel. So some of <laughs> that's so wrong. Uh, some of them are going to take longer than others, but we may have some things to show you later this year. I'm guessing they're saying at BlizzCon we're going to get some John, Diablo news. Would um would your wife your, your wife, wife uh, <laughs> did you say my wife? My wife. That's, my that's wife. I'm trying. Would she be uh, happy about this? Have you told her about this? I haven't told her about this, but I'm sure she'd be thrilled. Yeah. Uh, it's I wonder, about time. I wonder if she, uh, 
if she's going to like rekindle the too desire soon. to play. Is it? Too, oh, too soon. shut it. Shut it. <laughs> she's already rekindled it. Um, Watch uh, your voice crack. Uh, Why are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought this up because Chris helped me a couple months back. Get, mm. Did he? Get, did he? Get my wife. <laughs> your wife. Back up to par with her Diablo save. Ish. And Except she, for the hardcore part. Yeah. Damn. And she mentioned last weekend, mm-hmm. I think I brought it up very casually. Cash. Poking, poking fun cash. at her. Yeah. She goes, well, the reason I haven't gotten back into it is because you haven't finished the campaign yet. And I went, Ooh. oh, yeah, I haven't finished the campaign yet, so i got to do that. Yeah. Go do that. You got so she'll just do. dive right back in. I always yeah. like diving back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when you say three <laughs> things, I can't imagine Diablo being anything more than just Diablo. So, I, well, if, several if I things. Had to guess, I three things, Sonos. I'm going to go with a mobile game, a port. For Switch, for Diablo 3, even though they keep denying it, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then the last would be Diablo 4. It's about yeah. time for Diablo 4. So. It's usually a decade talking. between games, right? It's Close been that, but, Times are but, changing, yeah, John. I think, I think they're trying to get a little bit better, and they understand, like, look, there's a huge well, crowd for this. money now? Exactly. Diablo 3 Go is so fun. It is. I but love Diablo that game. Diablo 4 would be huge. Wouldn't like, it? Yeah. You would Not so. quite as big. As Red Dead, but no, it would be up there. It would be. Big. I don't know about that. Uh, God of War, new game plus. The new mode is right around the corner with a release date toward the end of August. It will come out on the 20th as a free patch. In order to access the mode, you have to finish the game on any patch. difficulty. Uh, you will be able to fight enemies that have a higher level. And have new fighting abilities. There will also be new rare level of equipment to craft and upgrade along with a new item to collect and upgrade your gear with. That's pretty cool. So yeah, the, upgrade, the, huh? the, the armor upgrades, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm coming back, baby. I'm yeah. not because I kind of game plus to me is is more like uh, one of those things you had to go find and and fight at the end of the game. The Valkyries. Valkyries. Oh, the Valkyries. Yeah, it's like the whole game is Valkyries. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I. I it's well, you know, you also play Dead Cells. Oh, uh, and I, I don't have any interest in that either. Starting a new game in New Game Plus, yeah, you can keep all the gear you had. Exactly. And you know what's funny about Dead Cells? I remember watching it. The video we've already talked about Dead of, Cells. Of, Let's of, move on. It looked like it would be cool. It is, but it it yeah. just give it a run, man. Yeah, why don't give you try some? Give it a run. You I like think it. um, <laughs> give I, it a hundred. I love that it's coming because, yeah. oh. um, I mean, from, from what I've, from what I've seen, like, and, and hinted towards, even though Ryan Leaf really wishes it wasn't the case, it doesn't look like there's ever going to be DLC for this game. I think so, we have to say Ryan Leaf of the show for like copyright infringement purposes and right. things. I think Ryan Leaf's going to knock on the door, like the actual quarterback. Cause you never know. It's like, I haven't with said his, anything with his Washington state jersey on. Wow. I like how you remember his team. Um, but I know that at some point this fall, yeah, there will be a sale on the digital version for God what? of War. The digital, He's been, digital version. He been drinking? <laughs> the digital version. You guys got a beer? <laughs> um, no, he actually talks clear when he's drinking. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. crazy. I should just get drunk every week before the show. Yeah. Just spot on. Let me tell you something, gentlemen. <laughs> he's hammered. <laughs> um, but, uh, it will be a game that when it goes on sale, yeah. I'll pick this up and whenever I have a free moment, probably like next July, right? Whenever, because for some stupid reason, they never did you trade this game one in July. In? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did because I know I'm going to buy did it you? digitally at some point. Oh, I didn't know you traded it in. Yeah. Economics, man. Yeah. Gotta Turns do it. out. 
We're not all like Jeff here. It was a great ninth grade uh, class in high school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jeff, move your arm. Cuphead sells big. (laughs) (laughs) Studio MDHR has announced that Cuphead has now sold 3 million copies since its original launch. Upon its original release, the game hit 2 million sold in two weeks. A DLC pack, The Delicious Last Course, is coming next year. That's awesome. Good for them. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of cups. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. See, I don't think it's part of Game Pass though. No, I don't think it is. Like that's the weird part. Like Mm, I I hope they add it soon. They, they should. They really should put that. We'll let Phil know that you think that. Have you tried Sea of Thieves? Dear Phil. Yeah. We played (laughs) last night. Last night. Oh. Oh. Three or four hours. Why did you bring that up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. It was fun. Oh God. And then That's I not, them, wait, we didn't play CFDs. We played boat game. Yeah. Was, boat and game. then I go, oh, I go, Jeff, game. how'd you like it? He goes, eh. It was fun. So it's, instead it's, of it, it's a fun game. Instead of experiencing it with everybody. You see, last week I told Chris I wanted to play. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. And, and stacking that on top of, I want to play Mario tennis with you. You mm. are sorely crapping in my eye. Uh, For yeah. the record, he used was to not, think y'all could be I besties. was not the one who initiated nor pushed for it. Someone, someone will just call Rad Haynes. <laughs> Old Rad Haynes. Or no, or no, Rad, Rad did Brains. We, we do we'll go with you? that. We'll go with Rad Brains. Had Brains. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Um, so easy. He, he, so he just all of a sudden created a new kick and I got a message and it said boat game and I was yeah. like, what is about to happen here? It was pretty spontaneous. Yeah. But Along can, with what happened this. in the game, right? Mm. It was like, I we, feel some kind of way, John. Jeff. Remember that part when we were playing last and night for about 25 minutes? We actually like attempted an objective. Oh. Yeah. And then remember how quickly and it here's went when down they bring the up Ryan Leaf of our, of yeah, our podcast. Ryan Leaf. Again. Here goes. Watch. Oof. Was yeah. he playing too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Causing controversy with people. and He was playing the boat game. Yes. He was. This is unacceptable. He enjoys boat game. He just, uh, he didn't like the core loop. He wants to go and see what the new content is. And, and he's currently playing Madden. He's back into that too. Yeah, you're welcome on that one. Hey, John, we're playing the boat game. Get on. I have great internet now. Well, we had a we had a full party crew. Are you serious? Jeez. Yeah. So what about RLs? Hmm? Say that again. What about RLs? I don't, I don't know. How many? Is, how many can be in a party? I'm going to be in a Four. single. I'm going to be a single party, and I'm oh, going to destroy John, your shit. I'm going to go buy the as game. As long as we're in the same alliance, we don't care. And we'll yeah. ride your coattails. <laughs> it's like amazing <laughs> now they have alliances, and you just you drive what? around. And I don't even know how we got an alliance, but we were riding around B and D's apparently to our fellow alliance, which really went down a bad place for us <laughs> later on. But like in the process, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious because all we were doing was chasing someone. And during this process, we made God like 10,000 gold, something like that yeah. and right leveled up. so much. It was crazy. I think like all of my uh, reputation is over 10 in the guilds now, like all of the guilds, which is really weird. Uh, next up, Smash Bros. Direct new fires announced along with amiibos include Simon Belmont, Richter Belmont, King K Rule, Chrome, and Dark Samus. Uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate will be getting 103 stages. This will almost double the stage double number, uh, from the previous tile, which held over 50. Nintendo Europe has announced a special edition of the game to include the game, a GameCube controller, and an adapter. No word on whether the package containing 
anything really else or whether the packaging <laughs> will contain anything else or if the American retail version Just is coming. Just a mess. <laughs> uh, to tell you the rest of the details will be an exercise in the mundane, but the direct really wanted to hit home the fact this is not a remaster of any kind, but a full-fledged game. Yeah. If you own a Switch, like we all do, we're going to play this game. I still have like three or four original GameCube controllers. But you need an adapter. Uh, I've, I've got a GameCube controller. It keeps feeling like... To Another me, one you're thinking about that you had? Yeah. <laughs> it keeps feeling like the more like, they're building... Turns out. I keep forgetting. The more they're building this game, it like it feels like the... Uh, I can't remember the name, but the, the main game director is just like trying to be like, look. I'm done now. Yeah, this is it. Can I like, go? Literally take this and put it on every platform and get you a team to add new characters, but I'm out. What I'm was building last, something else. Last time... He lost, he lost f- not only that, but he lost yeah. like 30 pounds making the game, which if you see that guy, you're like, where did those 30 pounds come from? Yeah, he's skinny. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, Iwata is famous for announcing for Wii U, Smash Brothers is coming and never checking. I think he said it in the moment and Sakurai's like, God. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Pokemon RPG game guy is going, no, he recorded a video saying it was coming, yeah. so he knows. Yeah, he, yeah. One of the, of the Metroid guys know. You think they know? <laughs> to this day, they haven't been They're told like, yet. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should get on that. Release date next year. Uh, Fallout 76. Todd Howard has recently confirmed at QuakeCon that Fallout 76 will have private servers and allow custom modifications. Quote, it's a complicated pro- problem. Problem. Uh, but one that we are 100% committed to solving. He recognized that this is not an easy problem to solve in an online game, but they are committed to making sure it is available because mods are just as an expected thing to have in a Fallout game. Makes sense. Yeah. I will. When gladly. you think of Fallout, you think of mods, Chris. When you think of Bethesda, you think of mods. What do you, sure. How do you think they're going to mod nuclear? I'm sure there's going to be a server that literally is just like nuke. All the time, every oh, time. It's going to be insane. <laughs> and I'm fine hey, with that. Quit being happy. Uh, Doom gameplay and story first. If you haven't watched the seven-minute demo of Doom yet, shut it down and go watch it. We'll wait. Are you back? Cool. Well, gameplay will feature the Doom Slayer 2.0 complete with new armor, a shoulder cannon, and an extendable arm that will provide awesome melee takedowns. Plus, there is a flamethrower. The super shotgun has a meat hook attachment that pulls you towards enemies. There will also be new enemies alongside classic ones at the presentation id said. Quote, we're not just making a Doom game anymore. We're building a Doom universe. In the new game, hell has come to Earth at 60 frames per second that's pretty awesome that's all that's it's all, a good trailer. That's all me yeah you're in it, it was definitely you know i've got doom vfr you should come to the house and play it you got oh you do have that yeah i should play that do you do you want to play doom vfr yeah. i don't have it how is it i don't know i've never opened it, <laughs> Can I get it? Can I have it? come on Can well because i'm first of all i'm scared of doom and all the don't demons remember Doom's home, not scared i'm scared of, of the demons and stuff from hell john keep in mind this is the same guy that doesn't want to play Dead Cells, so you want him to go play Doom. Well, Dead Cells sucks. I just want to see... <laughs> but you're a very soft boy. I just want to see if you throw up playing it. They say that... It's so it's, you got to get yeah, your VR legs there, bad. John. Jeff never had a problem with that. He went in hardcore, hard in the paint. All up in the paint. Bareback. Okay. He didn't care. I think it was, what, Farpoint I played? And for a minute, I was like, whoa. Yeah. 
but it, it didn't last. Oh, long. by the way, you like that far point? Yes, it's good what? stuff. <laughs> it finished it. It was really good. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. did, did you finish, finish that? It, no, I haven't. He told me I got to finish it. <laughs> we were running campaigns together. We spent about two hours one night in the far point, like loading screen area, uh-huh. just flicking objects from a desk into like a. Yeah. I don't even know what. Just a hole. <laughs> yeah. Just hitting stuff into like a, a hole, like a loading screen. So imagine, just... imagine me in my room holding a a no, PVC pipe looking gun yeah. and just doing this. And then the wife walks That's in and she radio. goes, I'm, I'm, I'm moving my arms like I'm almost swinging there a hockey go. stick. And, and I got a headset on and That's my wife walks go. down, down the stairs. You see my room immediately and she goes, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you do like me and punch the wall two or three times. <laughs> dish, dish, crap. Oh man. You know what? I, uh, Is this I hear a segue? you finished one day. Is this a segue? You know why I heard you finished? What's that? A game called Resident Evil. Did someone else here finish that game? No, he knows uh, that. Why would you bring that up? Because I just—he's like still mad. At, he's still mad at me about that. Just but I'm getting it on VR, John. You finished it, didn't you? you I'm getting on VR, no, Jeff, you and you won't. <laughs> and you're not. I need—I want to go back and play it again because it's now Xbox One X enhanced, exclusive, exclusive. X, what is triple? Uh, Resident Evil. It was on Xbox. Are you trying too? to say that? Are you trying to say it now has the power of a million oh teraflop suns? I think we've upped it since then. How does yeah, he make I just me took hate it things. to the size of the sun. Million. A million teraflop suns. Uh, it's hey, a sun that's There's just a mission where we're like going to the sun or something. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. We got a spacecraft that's going to get closer and never. Because space, John. Space. It's the final go, frontier. They're going to go try to touch the sun. Ding. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. But yeah. it was, Are it they going to use the space force? No, no, this is just good Whoa. old NASA. Did you bring that? That was great how you did that there. You're good at those things, John. That was the funny thing. Um, Trevor Rock. Noah was talking about like only Mike Pence could make Space Force like boring because he was talking about like no one cared. Not, hey, <laughs> but believe like, it or not, you know, if Trump comes out and he talks about it, everyone's like, this is the greatest thing. The fact that this is happening is the greatest. Believe thing it or not, ever. guys, <laughs> Chris name dropped and I know it. I know Trevor Noah. He's a fine guy. He is pretty funny. Always supposed to. Do you know Trevor Noah? Uh, I've heard the name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You, you could have been, I thought you was just shocking me with the fact he's that he's actually been in a room. John's <laughs> been in a room with him. Like, this John. is common knowledge. He is old name drop McGee. Like I said, John's been in a room with him. Why is my microphone wet? I don't know. <laughs> did I turn my head and somebody did something? <laughs> um, Fortnite. Oh, wait. I skipped one. Monster Hunter World on Steam. According to IGN, Monster Hunter World released on PC yesterday, and it's had the biggest launch on Steam of any game on the platform this year. And it's the biggest Japanese game ever released on the service by concurrent players. Congrats wow, to them. that's legit. Makes sense. Jeff, did you ever check out Monster Hunter? I can't remember. No, I didn't. Um, I had a friend at work ask me about it the other day. He said it was coming to PC, yeah. And he yeah. said he was looking to check it out. I said, well, get with Sean. He... He played it and reviewed yeah. it for the podcast. That's legit. He's Everyone, like, he, I said him and Adam seem to like it a lot. Who's Adam? Adam didn't play it. Adam. Who did you play it with? Cam. Cam. Did I play it with Cam? Yeah, he did. I did play it with Cam. Good thing he doesn't listen. <laughs> Actually, he does. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, from what I'm hearing, uh, all the Monster Hunter people seem to be saying this is the new way to play. Like, if you have the ability to play it on PC because you get that consistent 60 frames per second and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite matchmaking. 
The excuses for losing may soon come to an end. No, they won't. Fortnite is looking to improve its matchmaking system by pairing only console players together and PC players together. According to Epic Community Manager Nathan Mooney, quote, We're actually working on some matchmaking tech on the way that will pair you against folks based on your choice of peripherals. More info on this in the coming weeks, but TLDR, if you're on the KBM, you'll be against KBM. So that's keyboard and mouse. You'll be against keyboard and mouse, which is good. Like, so it sounds like, because I know there's, there are some people who are on PCs who use controllers, but everyone also knows that. If you have a keyboard and mouse and you're going against someone who's using them. a controller, yeah. yeah, and they're and they're both equally good. Can, dude, can you imagine? We're like no on our switch them. and we get in a room with ninja. <laughs> you're done. Do you, hey, do you know who ninja is? Everybody? Okay. I name dropped. I didn't know if you guys knew who ninja yeah. was. I like how Jeff, did you know who ninja was? <laughs> I know who ninja is. Have you heard of this game Fortnite, Jeff? No, I have heard of it. Turns no. out. Huh. <laughs> I hear it's almost as good as boat game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You got a date to play Fortnite tonight. I do. With a guy who owns a Tesla. Supposed to be playing last night, but I we, bailed on him to we play saw, game We saw a friend of the show, Mike the Slade's Tesla today, Chris. I wanted to go. I, you actually got that thing? Dude, I was like, I was, it's I was hurt. Like, because yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you blew him off because you yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> what? That's a mouthful. <laughs> and, uh, and Jeff went and I couldn't go. I just couldn't go to lunch that day. So you but if I had it? known. You already seen it? If I had known the Tesla, yeah. If I had known that I could have seen Tesla, I would have made it. I would have called up whoever I had a meeting with him and like, look, this is canceled. What if I told you Tesla? It had a trunk in the back and the front and the front. Makes sense. What if What if I told you that the location we were eating at, yeah, was designed specifically for you to go on a ride? Oh, and then I didn't go on a ride because of your brother. Whatever the reason was, yeah, you didn't show, and I went on a ride. I want to go but on it a was, ride. It, oh, that, no, no, no. I you thought you were talking about today. I you meant the last time. Yeah, you last Here's time. the sad part. I live so close to him, I could just actually be like one night and be like, hey, man, you want to ride in your Tesla real quick? And if he was cool. Dude, it opens with his Because he's a nice guy, unlike the rest of us. He, his yeah. car starts with his smartphone. True. He has no key. If he, if, and his I said, card, John, his I know what you're thinking. starts by pushing his foot. I know what you're thinking. What if your phone dies? He's got a card in his wallet that starts his car. Did he ever say why he was buying it? Why did he get it? He he's wanted it, um, and it's one of the models that this is a pure electric car. It's it's mm-hmm. it, it was one of the ones that were coming out that were more affordable for the common man or something like that. He considers himself a common man. I think this is kind of like a mid grade model. Yeah, yeah, it's not the one. John, that, like, you sit in it, is, and it's almost a, as big as Chris's TV in your car. That's your dashboard. There's no gauges. It's a steering wheel, and that's it. Just go. Just it's it's a simplistic design, but it's beautiful at the same time. And right. and and Mike goes watch this and floors it, <laughs> and it goes zero to sixty in like I think he said it like four seconds. An electric five, something. I mean it's it had some setback to it. <laughs> that means it goes fast, John. Yeah. It's a. Uh, did I make that I word up, or is that a, like a lot it. of scientists have said for the longest time if we had like invested in electricity instead of gas engines, like it wouldn't mm. even be close right now. Like just the pure ability of what electricity can do versus gas, which requires combustion. And he plugs it in. You know, you know the plugs like a washer or a dryer use. That's the kind of plug that you just plug it in. Hmm. How cool is that? Everybody that sees it says, "Is that uh, an iPad?" And he's like, "No, that's just the dash." 
panel. According to a recent report, though, if you um, mm-hmm. if you if you reside in a city with a grid mm-hmm. that's run on charcoal, mm-hmm. oh, you are actually burning more fossil fuels charging that car up as opposed to just buying, say, well, a mid-level hybrid. How many? So people. How are, do you know are, if you're in a charcoal grid? That's that's a fair point. I don't know what that. Oh, how do you know? Yeah. yeah, like basically, how do you know if you're running in a off of coal? I guess if you live in West Virginia. Yeah, that's about it. Everybody else is good. <laughs> well, I think our town, I think <laughs> our gas. town is uh, operates on a on a coal powered electrical grid. So you but we're, we're, yeah, but even, but even if it's gas, yeah. the point is it's it's um, non renewable resources are used to generate the clean engine. That runs an electric vehicle. I wonder, I wonder if there's a trade-off, so though. It's according to the study. There's not a trade-off. Uh, yeah, it's more of what you, you can either use gas future. and not use. You well, know, the gas is pumped through pumps that are run by electricity, so it's like a double whammy. So no, you take it, no, okay, divide if and divide <laughs> it and double it and stuff. If you're driving an SUV, <laughs> yes, the Tesla or whatever is is not oh, no. burning as much fossil fuels. Oh no! <laughs> if you're driving a hybrid car. Yeah, like a Prius, mm-hmm. you're actually doing more for the environment are you, are you that you live in. Are you plugging a Prius in. right now? Do you what? want a free Prius? I, well, I, no, he's got a Civic. My, no, right? And then a Civic, or is that a Accord? It's a uh, Insight, but it's oh, okay. Yeah. It's like an in between, like those, right? So you're technically doing better with a hybrid vehicle. That's all I'm saying. Not with not with a regular you gas. Know, you don't want us to fight car. you right now. I don't know why you want to fight me. Not me. I think it's like one of those things. You're getting in the. Uh, <laughs> Bring it on. He's a smaller Jeff, guy. Jeff, Jeff. He's a smaller guy. I think the idea gigantic, is, is you're like, you're trying to get in on the ground level or something in hopes of like you're pushing towards change, right? Like, so, hey, right now it's clean car. Then maybe one day it's clean fuel for that car. And then if you have that, it's a win-win. Um, Uncharted films or the Ooh. Uncharted film gains traction, but it already came out, John. We watched it. it Nathan Fillion was wasn't Yeah, move on. Uh, Uncharted director Sean Levy has recently given some news on the progress of his Uncharted movie, saying, quote, As of right now, the closest to uh, the starting line is Uncharted in that it's a massive title. I, I, I don't think I read that right. <laughs> yeah, you did. As of right now, the, clo- uh, the closest to the starting line is Uncharted in that it's a massive title. We now have a very good script, and we have our star in Tom Holland. No, you don't. That is now subject to schedule and additional casting, yeah. but I would say as of right now, that seems to be the most near horizon. And it's a movie I'm very excited about. I, I mean, I hope it gets made. I just hope they don't avoid the usual pitfalls that these things go through. Watch the little movie. That was a good one. If you hadn't seen it? Yeah. You seen it? You like it's, Uncharted, Jeff? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, so, go watch it. So you know Castle? <laughs> the guy who plays Castle? Mm-hmm. Looks just like Nathan Drake, right? Everyone's wanting to play it for you. So years. a fan movie gets started. He's in it. And then they give on the screen, they have the HUD of like the video game where it's showing like his ammo and stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. It's really, it's really you, good. YouTube? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little sure. independent thing they did. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, 
Red Dead Redemption 2. Here we go. Red Dead has been confirmed yeah. to run at 4K on PlayStation 4 Pro, but if you had an Xbox One X, why would you even bother? Because PlayStation's That's, better. Oh. But but it doesn't have 95 billion suns of teraflops. Or less, Chris. Uh, the six minute, a six minute gameplay demo was apparently captured in 4K on a PlayStation 4 Pro. <laughs> Regardless, we should probably allow Jeff and Chris to take a few minutes to fawn over the gameplay trailer. See, we knew you were here, Jeff. Have we you knew seen, you were coming. Je- I have to ask you, have you seen this trailer? No, I refuse to watch any in, anything about Red Dead. <laughs> well. Because of you. Because no, if you pull this up, I'm getting off this microphone. I doubt this. I know. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I have to pull this up. And we'll just let this play in the background. I should just let this play in the background. You play the uh, Red Dead trailer. <laughs> what you could do, right, because of the way podcasts work. Yeah. You could stop it. I could. And then it comes right back on and I've already watched it. And I then double like it. Yeah, oh, wait. You take it in half. Right? Divide mm-hmm. it and stuff, and then dabble it. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Just look at this. Look thing. how pixely that is. That's because it's not in 4K yet. Washed now out. Now it's in 4K. Oh, it's not pixely. Jeez. Dude, that's just this Chris's game. tube TV. It's that's gonna, funny. It's going to look great, Chris. Look at that, man. I don't, just, that is insane. Oh, my God. I don't care. This is the part that gets me when it finally cuts, oh, and you're like, that's gameplay? God. Oh, my God. That looks great. Right? Man. That's <laughs> Everyone says Plus this is the most impressive 4. thing is him going out the window and getting on the ground. And look, they say like the physics for this that looks a lot. just like a Rockstar game. Look at that. That looks that looks really cool. Is could that be me and you or is that story? That's story. I'm out. They haven't said anything about <laughs> Red Dead Online yet, but it's coming. I mean, there's no way they don't do this. But yeah, this is like six minutes and it's great. Um just you can kind of already see what you're gonna get. Like they're That's taking Joaquin Phoenix in the middle. <laughs> I need some britches like that guy has on. <laughs> so, I love how you called it britches. Yeah, that's what they were called back then. Some britches. britches. I love it because already the setting to me, um, it doesn't look like this time you're anywhere near Mexico like yeah. you were in the first game. It feels a lot more like something you'd say see like in Arkansas or Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming, whatever, you know, somewhere in the upper west. Uh, is Arkansas in the Upper West, Chris? Well, that's considered <laughs> still part of the West in terms of the way it was back then because there was a gold rush. Because of them Ozarks. Yeah. Okay. It's where they do a lot of shooting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let that little bit yeah. slide right there. Next week, Sean, we'll talk no, about no, no. shapes. Nobody <laughs> said Arkansas was in the West, John. Back then. Uh, and this is very, where John's like history buff this and history buff that. It could be. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. It's kind of more of mm. a point of how you know it's, society it's, was of course it there. is but it takes i mean I, from what i hear it takes place parts of it takes place in chicago and places like that i could see that i mean uh but yeah it's in 1899 and you can already see like they're just pulling so much that they've wow, learned wow, through wow. uh through gta 5 right i think like the thing that i'm already seeing i'm like it's obviously being hinted heavily towards even though they haven't shown a gameplay mission yet is it's because it's not done. Well, it's the, they have another trailer coming out. They're getting out of Assassin's Creed Odyssey's way. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I've debated. I was like, I want to just throw them under the bus so much. I started digging stats on this. Well, and I was know, like, let me show them how far behind those games are to Red Dead's popularity. And how much people are willing to move to get oh out of their God. way. And I'm if you want, you, I'll share it to you. I'm going to tell you like I this. I won't just do it. Do you know how many people played the Black Ops 4 beta? 
Chris, I agree. That's the only game that's on par. One thing yeah. you need to understand about this whole exchange that's been going on for the past few months, mm-hmm. it's a complete 100% troll. Yeah. Yeah. But I I'd love wait. to hear the stats yeah. that you have because I, I am wanna, curious. Yeah. I, uh, I pulled some stuff up because I was, I was curious myself. Chris, I, I want to see you things. pull up a pivot chart. So, <laughs> so I wanted to look to see like who, you know, my theory was if I look to see who was getting the most views on YouTube, it would probably give me a good idea of what are the most hyped games coming out. And the thing that's crazy about it is <laughs> you think of like certain things as being popular and then you kind of get a realization of like, okay, wait, maybe not as much as I thought. But Red Dead Redemption is 32 million views on its top video. And to be fair, the video they just pulled out, that's six minutes long, already in less than a week is over 5 million views mm-hmm. on that. And for those who are in comparison, the top view of any Assassin's Creed Odyssey video is 4.6 million. Which is uh, you know, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, 2 million. Uh, you don't know what that word means. I, do you know what the else? The only thing that's oh, in its on ballpark again. The only thing that's in its ballpark right now directly is Fallout 76, which doesn't surprise me given how much people love them and, and like how hardcore that fan base is, right? Hey, Chris, the uh, CNN polls and whatnot showed that Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency. <laughs> and she did get the most votes. We'll just see how that turns out. <laughs> um, but the other thing I looked at, you know, I always say like, Things moved. It's not true so much for Battlefield. Battlefield's kind of been the one that's most stable. But if you look at Call of Duty, Call of Duty has literally released the first week of September or November every year. They're releasing a full month early this year from when they usually release. And there's only one logical reason why I can think of it. And the other one is Assassin's Creed, which usually releases the last week of October. Generally, it's a bad thing to release early, right? Well, I think for them, they're just trying to get out and Wait front. a minute. What are you doing, Jeff? Oh, I see what you did. Jeff, what well, are you what? doing? What? Do you want to come back? <laughs> Do you like being here? <laughs> well, we're starting a Red Dead podcast. <laughs> Red Dead Weekly, yeah. featuring Jeff and Chris. But anyways, um, getting <laughs> back in. to the game... I would bet now what they're teasing up to us is that we're going to get with the gang. You're obviously going to go on these raids as the gang, right? Uh, going and doing major heist of whatever towns, banks, whatever. I'm, I'm guessing that's a huge p- component. Did of this you one. calculate what the average release date is? Yeah. yeah, it's just a function in, uh, Oh, it's yeah. just a function. It's in just a sad session. man you are. It's I do it function. every day. <laughs> it's a hard thing. This is Sorry, sad, it's my Chris. life. Chris, this is sad. I like stats. Yeah. The one that was actually the most shocking, um, Spider-Man, is actually that is the one with the most views in reality. But I kind of – I said uh, that's not honest because – it posted on the main Marvel YouTube page, and that just shows you how much bigger like Marvel itself is than anything else because they have something like 20 million subscribers. I learned subscribers. about lead data and lag data or something like that. Oh, okay. okay. Look at me talking all. Becoming an analyst. Look eh? at that, huh? <laughs> you want a promotion? And I learned about, um, I don't, I don't know if that's flawed information you got. I don't know how you came up with those numbers. I literally went on YouTube yeah. and pulled them. Yeah. You, but you're, but, but there's, did you, did you calculate drawing, all the videos about the games? No, but there? if I had done that, right. okay. If you want right. to look at YouTube, I don't just, want, just, just in Red Dead, right? The top video is 32 million. The next one is 25 million. But you're drawing a direct link. Correct. Between YouTube views and sales. Sure. And you know this as an analyst that. Mm-hmm. That correlation and causation are not the same thing. This is true. 
I'm talking about though why, for me, my big thing has been why I thought everyone was getting out of its way. And it's not the sense that it's like going to be the biggest selling game of all time. It's that they respect Rockstar. And I think if you're someone like, uh, Activision, right? You're thinking, I don't want to take a risk that my game came out a week, literally five days after Red Dead and no one bought my game because it wasn't out yet. Yeah, or, or like because it just came out right after someone had to spend 60 bucks and they're like, well, this comes out every year well, versus I've, the putting it out a month early. Well, I've never I've never made a case that Call of Duty or Battlefield did not get out of the way. Yeah. But I think the only real case you've made mm-hmm. is that perhaps Call of Duty got out of the way. Yeah, I'd say, and I think Assassin's Creed, as, as the data I see that I look at, I go, yeah, they've been all over the map there from October to November. They've spanned a few weeks with their release. So it doesn't surprise me that when a game is done and they want to get it, they want to get it out as soon as possible. That said, you could be right on that, but the data doesn't really show that as, as solidly as the Call of Duty dates do. Well, I mean, if we look at the actual thing. Particularly here, when you're doing average dates, that's. Well, <laughs> let's look at it this way. The only one who, who is anywhere after the end of October is Unity, which was the first, of course, well, no, it wasn't. All I'm the first saying one is anyone. there's predicted a little over 6 million units sold for Red Dead Redemption 2 by the end of 2018. Sure. If you're suggesting to me that Call of Duty and Battlefield are fearful of that number, mm-hmm. I would kind of, I, w- I would just kind of say, I, I would you're say, not paying attention to the history of sales with Call of Duty and Battlefield. I, See, I, there's thousands of yeah. numbers that you can throw onto a chart and make a case. Mm. You're an analyst. You're good at this stuff. Sure. And you can draw numbers up on a spreadsheet. Jeff that, hates that, that. You said that right now. That make that. that I don't know how to tell you this, John, but Jeff's also an analyst. Yeah, he's also well, an analyst. I'm, this I'm is a, what he does. But I'm addressing Chris. I know, but he I, wants I, to I'll fight you. Now. This is Chris's chart. I don't know how to tell the you. The biggest this, thing but I would Jeff's look at. Hands are clenching. <laughs> the biggest thing I kind of look at from an analytical standpoint is from this as far as sales has been where it was the first title. What's the potential of exponential growth? What factors could be contributing to that? Mainly how popular GTA five is and how popular they've gotten because of it. Right. Uh, and then saying, okay, if the average call of duty sells 30 million and it's been going down and the first one sold 15 million of this, and that was a decade ago, what's the probability that it's probably going to at least come close to doubling its number if it's very well received. But that's, pick, that's not, but crazy. that's picking numbers that you want to pick. I could also, if I wanted to say that battle, uh, call of duty from last year and Assassin's Creed from last year are on the uptick as far as sales. Sure. But call, I mean, Assassin's Creed doesn't usually sell more than nine, 10 million. Do you remember how excited people were about the force awakens, but red dead redemption sold 13 million in 17. five, but it took them five years to get to that number because sure. of, because of uh, Game of the Year editions, zombie versions. There was a lot of factors that went into that sale, and it sold $3 million by the end of that fiscal year. Sure. that's So we're not year. talking about this high number that you keep touting. No, I'm looking Everyone's at lifetime. get out of their way. Uh, and just where it's going. And, I mean, Jeff, what do you think? I think I y'all know. still haven't used the words qualitate, quantitative and that's qualitative. That's freaking great. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking... I don't feel like I'm alone on this. I mean, like, that's the other thing is like most analysts are saying, like, look, this is at least challenging Call of Duty this year. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying that. Call of Duty is going to have his, Call of Duty is going to pull its numbers. Yeah. I would say Call of Duty is at least guaranteed 20 million. I mean, 
regardless of how great the game is, is going to pull its numbers. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, I, what I was going to try to say earlier is, I mean, the game's going to people are hype about it, Chris, because it's been so long since its last iteration. Exactly. And since that iteration, you've gotten like a GTA Five, where that studio has shown you how fun it can make a game, how great a story can be. Um, it's shown you how good their online has gotten now. Everybody's excited because on this console or these consoles, this generation, the game is going to look ridiculously good. Yeah, that's the big right? thing is like they've never built a game for this console but from I scratch up. If you and like Rockstar, if you like uh, Grand Theft Auto, if you like the previous Red Dead, <laughs> you're you can't in. go wrong with this yeah, one. You're no. in. You're, and if you excited. don't, if you don't know anything about those previous three, Rockstar, uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, or the previous one, then it's hard to have an opinion, I think, on this because. Yeah. Are, do you like That's westerns a, in general? Like um, old country stuff? Cowboys, Indians? Sure. Those yeah. Those kind of things? Tombstone. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like old spaghetti uh, westerns. Sure. I don't know that I am. And that could be part of why I'm not as a quote excited as other people. Right. I would prefer to have like a, a super cool multi-million dollar car and run heist on GTA five online than I would being on a horse. But again, but I think that's where rockstar does its thing is it yeah. can take a genre such as this, that a, maybe a certain group of people or something may not like and rockstar can spin it so that it's going to appeal to the, to the like masses. For, everyone seems to forget. It's like, no, they really they came back and they took this game after it came out, right? And then a year later, came back and put out Red Dead's Undead Nightmare. Which was big. And everyone loved it, and it grew the size they of They started game the again. zombies. Yes, they were very big on that. <laughs> the uh, the studio head of Rockstar uh, has recently said two things. Yeah? Um, yeah? One, I can't remember. <laughs> I had it two but seconds ago. he's got ago. two. It's fine. I had it two seconds ago. But the most, important thing, the most important thing he said was... You know, everybody seems to be speculating that these other games are sweating us, but the reality is I'm sweating them too. Sure. Because in reality, I'm putting this game in the middle of the biggest games of the year. You don't think I'm sweating bullets? I'm sweating bullets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I think drives them. They want to be the best and they challenge themselves to be the best. And that's why MPD says, as you see right here, I pulled this article that, that they will be the best this year. <laughs> uh, but anyways, finally this week. Uh... <laughs> John's not giving it. So, uh, finally this week. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Ooh, Jeff. I, I saw this, uh, I saw this video this morning of this guy working out in the gym, mm. making sick female Orgasm noises <laughs> every time he would rip or rip. Family friendly. Whatever you call it. And people, people, <laughs> people were just laughing at him and somebody actually tried to kick him out and he's like, what are you talking about? This is how nobody cares. Got right. No, no. Yeah. We have headphones on, John. Yeah. Uh, EA's moral compass. And he's trying to move on. We are two hours in. Uh, EA obviously is now associated with loot boxes and all the negativity negativity ah, that goes with it for the foreseeable future. However, EA is learning from recent controversies and applying what they've learned on future projects, according to President of Strategic Growth, Matt Bilby. 
Uh, <laughs> I ran a team internally with Patrick Soderland post Battlefront to actually redesign our game development framework and testing platforms to ensure we're giving our games, uh, game teams, the right guidance. We call it an EA moral compass at the beginning of development so that we're designing our live service early. We're testing it early, testing it with gamers who are giving us feedback. So we ensure those pillars of fairness, value, and fun are true. Nothing like ending a podcast news segment on a moral With, compass yeah. segment. I love, I love, uh, PR speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, EA's uh, gonna, they're gonna talk like this and, and bring stuff like this out because they were at the center of the loot box debacle, as I like to call it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, they, they, they're gonna they're do what just, they do. Yeah. And they, they're gonna, they're gonna try to save, uh, you know, themselves from having that, you know, egg on their face on when they did what they did. So it's like, they say they're going to do this, but I I would attest this. At some point, they're going to do something that again pisses people off because <laughs> they, are, right. they are they are they <laughs> are or they are publicly traded company, and to them, just like any other publicly traded company, the number one thing that matters is appeasing your shareholders, and the best way to do that is to try to squeeze out as much money as possible. Yeah. If they can figure out how to do it, like Fortnite does, yeah, right. Where the money that people spend on it is cosmetic only, and they want the stuff that's there, they'll have a gold mine. All they gotta do is put out free to play games to do that. Possibly. I mean, that's, put out that's put out Battlefront. The next Battlefront is a free to play, and then all your like you know Han Solo jackets or or guns or Luke Saber Skywalker Luke Luke Skaver Skywalker. Oh, Luke Skaver Skywalker. See how John's not listening now? He can eat a Richard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Luke yeah, well, Saber Skywalker. Yeah. Well, it's because we said it seven times. I just... I love really? I love you, John. Don't, take that. <laughs> take it back. But yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, I mean, I guess their next their next big test is going to be Anthem. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure Bioware is unique a little bit in what they get to say, but I won't put it past them to, you know, if they see an avenue, they're going to take it if they think they can... Do it, and they're not going to catch flack from it. Electric Avenue, just the way they work. It's good song. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, you feeling it? That's what's up, <laughs> John. You in? good? Two cents, really. John. All right. Jesus, uh, Penny. You guys ready to wrap this up? Never. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize right now to our listeners. I got a lot of emails in this year or this year, this week. Uh, but I'm going to try to get to a couple this week and then we will hit up the others next week. Uh, just because time went a little bit long, started a little bit late today. I still got to edit this thing and get it out for y'all. So you have an episode at midnight. Uh, but first up, if you want to write in your thoughts, along with all of our other emailers that we will definitely continue to get to next week as we need to go down this line. Uh, you can do so by writing in to weeklygameschat.gmail.com, just like Ever did. He says, hi, guys. Hey, Ever. How you doing, man? 
When Sean made the hilarious joke about kicking off Chris or kicking Chris off the podcast, I laughed with everyone else. But as a as the podcast went on, I heard that Chris is a Washington Redskins fan, and I immediately started started my email response because yes, we should kick off or kick Chris off the podcast. Uh, let me get this right so it's a little easier to read. Uh, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I am appalled <laughs> and disgusted that a Redskins fan is actively producing content that, that I enjoy. That is the greatest thing ever. And I, for one, will not stand for it. But just kidding. The only reason I support the Cowboys is because I live in Texas, and it's just one of those things you're supposed to love, like guns in the death zone. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, if you live in or around Houston, you're a Texans fan, but we don't talk about them. But seriously, guys, thanks for covering the game. While I'm not a huge sports gamer, I do occasionally play some men, NBA Jam, or Rocket League from time to time. So it was nice to hear about a game that wasn't from someone that was a total bro about it. What up, bro? Let's play football. Uh, if Chris and Sean ever ever want to do a weekly sports cast they have a listener here this is where we tell john that we're starting a new podcast together uh, with jeff called sorry, weekly john. sports cast that's fine <laughs> uh p.s i really don't hate you chris even if you are a washington redskins fan unless they beat us this year then you're going to get an interesting email that week pps came on guys let me tell you something ever I don't want you listening to my podcast anymore. I don't need your patrons. I don't want your patrons. You can take you and your stupid America's team and Jerry Jones, Ezekiel, Dax Prescott, and just the whole whatever number of championships you got and throw them off a cliff. He does and sound die. drunk when he's not drunk. I'm just, you know, I had enough of this <laughs> and, you know, hail Redskins and stuff. His system doesn't know how to be sober. <laughs> yeah, it, it really doesn't. Uh, but thanks for writing in. Hey, I really hope that you, your Cowboys go 0-16. That's all I can say about Cowboys fans. There you go. Like, we're friends. We got a friend at work that we have mutual love for because uh, James that he works with because he's a Alabama fan. So it's weird because he's also a Cowboy fan. So we love each other on Saturday. We're bros on Saturday. We're best friends. But Sunday at midnight, it's like something changes, and I just want him to break a leg or lose an arm or something. I don't know. Uh, next up, Matt says, Gentlemen, I appreciate the hints about your place of employment. I'm starting to put the pieces together. I now know there are cubicles and a Jesus at your office. I'll have this figured out in no time. <laughs> but That's I do have funny. a couple of questions. Have you ever considered having someone else do the reading on the show? <laughs> That's that hilarious. is funny. That is so funny. My serious question, do you guys fall into the trap of purchasing a crap load of games and only playing them a few hours at most? And moving on to the new hotness, hotness. I have the worst backlog of games and I fear I will never go back playing the majority of them. Most recent example is that I couldn't wait to get my hands on Octopath Traveler. I loved it, played it for a few days, and then heard about Dead Cells. Now I've been playing Dead Cells nonstop. Knowing myself, I probably never will pick up Octopath again. Uh, thoroughly enjoying the show as always. Take care, Matt. I think we fall into yeah, the trap for because sure. of the nature of the show. And you just can't avoid it. we got to bring the hotness to you guys. That's right. Jeff, like, is the only person I know that can buy a game in, like, no matter what, even if it, like, Hard with, with life. Like, something like Witcher 3. Witcher 3, I had to play over the course of a month, and I did not put it do down, you remember? Right? Do you remember? Hey. I think you played it over the course of pretty much a year. Do you remember the early days of this podcast? Or four or six months, right? It's, 
when when you were only playing one game, <laughs> right? Well, that's that why that's game. why I made the comment about when so was different. It? Early days when like uh, Chris, the other Chris was playing Ark. No, uh, no, no, Evolved. Evolved. Yeah. He was playing The Witcher, uh, Witcher, and it was every week just references about that stuff. Yeah, and you're like, jeez. It still happens with with Chris on this show because it'll go. It's like in The Witcher Three, and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of my life there, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you're um, the only person I know that. I, I, I have, you know, my responsibilities as well, and I do play my fair share of games, but that's why I appreciate playing a game like Dead Cells on the Switch. I can take it with me when I'm sitting at the, the doctor's toilet. office or what? on the toilet or whatever. I can, you know, play it remotely. Good Lord. Uh, last one for this week, and then we'll get to the R ones next week. So Ouch. if you didn't hear your stuff, yeah, it's a long one, but yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't want, I figured John saw this, uh, title. And, and like, if I skipped it, he would just want to throw me off a cliff. Uh, it says fan mail for John is the name of this email. Nice. Um, and it comes from Rob. So we're going to read it, Rob. You're so gonna... when you're later, when you're finding a, a Richard to grab member to grab Rob's. Okay. All right. Uh, how many words Chris leaves? First out. off, first off, he's not going to, we I want to just say him. this. Yeah. Chris, Sean, John, Rob, you've officially hit the trifecta. You got everyone right. Yes. As far as spelling. Thank you. You uh, get plus five for Gryffindor. He says, I don't often write in because I typically listen to your fine podcast over two days while driving to and from work. When I get there, real life smacks me in the face. And by the time I get a break, usually that evening, I've forgotten the finer points and the questions or comments I've had. That said, I was late in finishing last week's show, but also had a light morning today and wanted to send this message, primarily comprised of general comments or questions, not necessarily related to your last episode. Man, this is like so this is well legit. Did you? I want him down? to write. <laughs> You're fired. He's doing the show notes next week. Um, first off, I want to give some love to John specifically since he seems to be the redheaded stepchild of the show. I enjoy all three of your perspectives, but I find myself agreeing with John the majority or at least the plurality of the time when it comes to differing opinions on the political or business sides <laughs> of gaming. Interestingly, though, I tend to not have the same actual game taste as John, as most of my gaming time is spent on multiplayer games like World of Warcraft, yeah. Destiny, and other first-person shooters, uh, Mario Kart, and Stardew Valley with my wife. His wife. Uh, or once in a while, Street Fighter, if I get the itch. Yeah. I believe Sean is the only one one of you currently playing WoW right now, right? That's Correct. Right. That's right. Uh, I've been listening since the Persona 5 episode last year, but I went back and listened to the Warcraft movie episode. It seemed like Chris had was or had played WoW previously too. That's I, right. I've played a lot, but he's, not got, he's got a panda. Yeah, I got a panda. Oh, panda Quan. <laughs> panda Quan. He'll heal uh, you up. He's, he's related to Raekwon. Um, as Sean is probably aware, there was some single player content in Legion expansion, which many people refer to as the Mage Tower challenges, uh, yes. which were designed to be very difficult and are now no longer available to complete as Blizzard did not want to want people zip. Observing yeah. uh, them after the level cap is increased this week. I was finally able to complete them all for three specializations on my main character, a 950 item level paladin two weeks or so before they were removed. Please note, I am not bragging here. I was unsuccessful at them until my character was far stronger than the item level the developers designed the challenges for. Good Some point. people have completed the challenges below 900 item level, which is, is, is maybe legit. a power level half of mine at 950. 
That said, I personally count completing those challenges as one of my most impressive gaming feats, even if objectively many other people have done it in at far lower item levels. Right alongside having been Mike Tyson's original NES spell. No, nope, not gonna he do that. He said spell it out, nope, Chris. He said spell it out. No. Uh <laughs> NES punch out game back in the day on the original hardware. Uh the foregoing or foregoing uh, brings me to my actual questions. Sean, did you attempt to aim the mage towers? And if so, were you successful? I did attempt the mage tower as my ret pally, and I failed. Mm. Okay. Uh, nerd, what class? <laughs> also, what uh, class spec faction race do you main? My main at the time was a ret pally um, named Ganangus, who was a dwarf. I think he wanted to know now. Uh, so, and the new main I'm going to go with is my hunter, which I named Snape, which well. blows people's minds when they see it. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to be maining up for in BFA. Uh, for all of you. Oh, wait. Oh, he says he's also sticking with his human protection. Prop pal. pally, Chris. Uh, I just read the full thing. I know you did. I got uh, you. for all of you, what gaming feats do you personally consider your most impressive? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, mine was inputting. The code for a hundred lives in Contra. Mm. <laughs> Mine, uh, if I had to say I was personally proud was back on the Xbox 360 when, um, Pac-Man Championship Edition came out. I eventually got to the point where I, I doubt this lasted very long, but I had a moment where I was ranked like in the top 250 scores recorded. Oh. And uh, like the fact that that has ever happened, this is, makes me go, Oh, holy wow. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, mine is actually, I don't like bringing this up, but it was pretty impressive, especially if he listens, uh, Mike Slade, Tesla guy. Uh, we were playing super bases loaded back in the day and I no hit him several times in a row. Mm. That's pretty hard to do when you're playing like people, but I, I, I don't, I can't think of anything else right now. I forgot one other. Um, there was this time that. The Carolina Panthers and Madden oh my God. were ranked at 92 overall. And Mike D, a.k.a. Ryan Leaf, he was so, so confident. He was oh. going to blow me away. And he was down or he was up by six with like three minutes left. And I had to go 99 yards with Robert Griffin the third in my Redskins. And Robert Griffin the third threw a 90-yard bomb to, I believe, it was Santana, Santana Moss. And I came back and won that game. And he threw such a fit. It made me so happy. Yeah. I also did beat Chris the last time I played Madden stuff. That, that's a big feat for you. Yeah. That's a, cause he beat me literally like 20 or 30 times in a row before then. <laughs> Could not touch it. Who was it? It was like the, it was the Ravens. It was some team. weird yeah. team. It was like I just Joe Flacco worked me. <laughs> Anything for you guys? I think one of your biggest gaming feats is that you hold on to your video games. You know, it's, it's so funny you said that. That's, that's a exactly good one. what I was going to say. The yeah. fact that I have all my consoles. Yeah. And all my games. And they're, they're in his little what area. A loser. They look amazing. <laughs> you used to be that guy. Now you're known as the guy who traded. That's a great feat too, John, that you're known as the guy that traded in these like gems from a different era. That's true. He explained to me what a release it was. He yeah. said it felt great. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I still miss them sometimes. Do you miss that GameCube? <laughs> I still got it. I'm taking care of it. Um, for me, Super Metroid was uh, was the game. I could be wrong, but I think it was the game that really started the phenom of speedruns and the concept of speedruns. I mean, speedruns are primarily a Metroidvania type thing anyway, although 
Ocarina of Time as a really great speed run. Anyway, uh, I do not hold the record of speed runs for Super Metroid by any stretch of the imagination. I doubt so. But I did finish the game one time in college just over two hours. It's not any Guinness Book of World Records thing, far from it, but usually I like spending a lot of time in those worlds. And in a world. I, I sped it up a little bit. Hmm. Next up, uh, he writes, for Chris, primarily, I enjoyed playing football games. And by football, I don't mean that sport. For some unknown reason, uh, and in contrast with other major sports, you aren't allowed to use two of your four limbs. That's fucking hilarious. better, sir. Uh, but <laughs> I am not a yearly Madden guy and don't actively follow the NFL, so up-to-date rosters don't entice me. I bought Madden 16 when I got my PlayStation 4, haven't purchased another one since. Would you say that gameplay-wise, Madden 19 would be a significant upgrade? Also, I'm reading that... The Russian gameplay in particular is bad this year. Can you comment on that? Um, as far as is it an upgrade, yes, it is just because From there's 16 more. 16 to 19 for sure. Yeah, right. there's there's so many new throwing mechanics as far as targeting and the animations that go into it. Uh, there's just there's a lot more there for you um, than it's there. If it's a game you just play once in a blue moon, then fine. You, you can get by with 16 still, but... If you just want a good football game and then you do want to see some increase, then yeah, three years, definitely here. It's time. As far as the rushing game, uh, I have noticed that on simulation settings, going up the middle is a little bit disappointing regardless of how good your line is. But at the same time, I found that if you have a premium back and you're rushing to the outside, it's a little bit OP where the back always seems to beat out the defender. So there's a balance to it, at least. Uh, I wouldn't say I've played enough rushing-wise to really give it a fair shot, though, because I primarily am a passer in these games. Uh, but finally, he also says, what gaming shows do you all watch or listen to? I hear you cite IGN and Kotaku in your news stories frequently. But I'm wondering what other YouTube shows or podcasts. I only listen to two others myself, which I won't name as to not to promote your competition. But one is a retro game only podcast. And the other is more mainstream YouTube podcast that covers not only gaming, but also movies, wrestling, etc. The hosts of those shows are more insiders than you guys are. Ouch. Uh, they've interviewed people like Kojima and Yamoto and or appear on gaming shows all over the country. So your show is a nice everyman contrast to the R2. And frankly, my first listen uh, to and favorite of the trio, since I think you guys are more candid and critical of the industry when it's called for. Sorry for the long message. I don't get the opportunity to do this very often. So I'll just kind of save it up to you for a while and then let it all come out at once. <laughs> <laughs> Game on, gentlemen, from Rob. Rob, excellent um, email. Thank you so much. Game on to you, sir. I listen to Rob. Uh, as far as podcasts, I listen outside of the IGM ones. I do like listening to Rebel FM. Um, that's a good one. That's just a one yeah. I've I've listened to a long time back to when those guys actually were at IGN and where they are now. Um, as far as YouTube content, I'm a big fan of, uh, Colin's last stand side quest and a lot of things he does. Yes. I think that's a unique perspective for comedy. I usually watch video game donkey cause he just does really funny things. And if I want various opinions, I'll go out there and every now and then I'll watch a kind of funny or uh, I'm trying to think of some Irish, but just no one huge, you know, like, uh, review wise every now and then I'll check out ACG if I want a more 
I would call analytical breakdown of a game. Those are interesting to watch. Uh, when I'm on YouTube, I generally watch a lot of, of course, DJ related stuff like mix mag and things of that nature. Uh, there is a guy called UFD tech. I, I like watching a lot of, uh, PC builds. There's a guy named Paul's hardware that I watch. If you like, I know what you're talking about. Paul's hardware. He's pretty, yeah. he's pretty cool. Um, but I'm like, if, if anything video game related, it's generally the things you mentioned, uh, the IGN stuff, anything related to IGN, uh, and Kotaku news stories and things of that nature. Um, is, is that good enough? Is it John's yeah, turn now? Fine. <laughs> um, John's like, what's a podcast? Like, like Chris, um, YouTube wise, uh, I, I do like a lot of, uh, Colin's material. Colin last stand. He recently did, is, is now doing a PlayStation podcast again, which I think according to him is, it is, is the number one PlayStation podcast. Um, as far as, as far as YouTubers, I like, I like, Angry Joe in doses. Same here. Yeah, same. Good point. I think he's funny a lot of the time. Has some interesting perspective. There's a guy out there. Um, I don't know his name, but his video series is Re- Review Tech USA. He's got a, an interesting perspective on the industry. Uh, very brutally honest guy. Podcast wise, I like the Game Informer show. Mm, that's a good one. It is. It is. Um, it's more dry. It's 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 the closest podcast to if if video games were NPR. Yeah, that yeah, would that's be. A good way to say that it. would, it's it's like me and Chris when we host by ourselves. <laughs> when it's, it's, just, it's just NPR. I was gonna say terrible, but <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Oh, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, I used now. to listen to kind of funny <laughs> and everything they did uh, religiously. Um, it's gonna take some time to heal, but I'm sure I'll be back because they have great. T- they have great content. Yeah, there's a lot of good people on there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Petty's with them now. Richard's, oh. Richard Cousin? Oh, I thought that was temporary. <laughs> See, because Richard. Because I've seen him on it a few yeah, times. Yeah, he's kind of become more official now. Cool. There's, Jeff. There's things good, I like. Things is there anything dude. that you listen to? Uh, I listen to you guys week to week, see what you guys are talking about. And that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Um, I grew up a big skateboarder, um, and one of my heroes, if you will, from my era was Jamie Thomas. Oh. Um, and Jamie does a, a podcast called Thrill of It All. That's so dope. If you uh, grew up skating. Fun yeah. fact about Jeff, you used to have like a half pipe in your backyard. True, true. <laughs> Let's build a new one. <laughs> Why not? Um, and then as far as pod, uh, YouTube, you know, I just watch random stuff, but it <laughs> goes down a rabbit hole. It, yeah, so it, does. it really does. It really does. <laughs> um, so we'll just keep it simple and say I do like Dr. Disrespect. I know some people love oh, him, yeah. some hate him, but I think the guy's hilarious. Dr. I haven't Disrespect. Played, yeah, he, he hasn't played. He. He, I used to watch him for the PUBG stuff, but I haven't played See, PUBG John, in PUBG quite is. a while. But he ventures into PUBG, Fortnite, all kind of stuff. I just think that, I think he's hilarious. So, but that's about it. One shout out that's not video game related, but I actually really like just in general because it's a unique entertainment podcast as far as the voice. Uh, every there's a. YouTube channel called Double Toasted. They do movie reviews. Yes. It's their primary thing. Yeah. I love those guys. They used to have a thing. Josh, buddy of the show, Josh first turned me on because they had a thing called spill.com. Yeah. And that was where I first saw them. And good like stuff, Chris. they've left and they now do this. I love those guys. If you want unique, very critical, but hilarious reviews, that's a good place to go for movies. Um, Sean, do we got any hits yeah. on Twitter? As you can see, the time, listeners, is already almost two hours and 30 minutes, so I'm going to keep this quick. Uh, if you remember, I believe it was, who, who was Forrest Gump last week? I was. Yeah. Uh, so at DeHoppa, uh, wants to know if we can have a Forrest 
can we have Forrest Gump review a game sometime in the future? God, that'd be Which hard. is awesome. Uh, vintage at PSN Vintage underscore 1985 said at Weekly Games Chat said at Rob Schneider is Adam Sandler's friend. Is this true? So that's pretty funny. Uh, let me get up. Oh, we got some more love for John, possibly. Uh-huh. At Big Riff says, Dear at Weekly Games Chat, stop making fun of John. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I feel like it's gone too far. And you two are just a little too harsh, and it shows. As his friends, you should really be more consider. I'm reading it just like you typed it, sir. I'll probably consider it. To the fact that John is a giant effing baby. His wife. Can I read it more? That started off nice. Yeah, and then it went downhill. I also posted today that... uh Look, he's a baby. I posted we were obviously recording today, and we had a guest on the show, and almost immediately... At John Brooks 83 said, Dead sells me up, Buttercup. That game has its hooks in me. Looking forward to pod. Thumbs up. So maybe, uh, maybe you got your little, some your little, abbreviation, your little thing there. And I think we got a new follower, maybe, or yeah, at Cage Spats. Nick Cage is following us? At Cage Spats is following us. And that's a strategy dork and also another CEO, guys. We're moving up. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, Chris, you can tell them how to follow us if they want to and interact with us on the Twitters. Yeah, you can follow us and uh, find us at both Twitter and Facebook, in both cases, at Weekly Games Chat. As I said before, if you want to write to us, you can do so in the email form, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, if we don't get to it the week you send it in, I promise you, we will try to get it to the next time. We'll just keep always going down the list. That's what we try to do every week. Don't you love having too many emails? I do. It it's is. Yeah, thing. that's the best thing in like. Guys, it's our fault because we had a couple things go wrong. It's not your fault. You did your job. I'm really proud you of you. You did your job. Uh, yeah, you did your job. Yeah. You did your they job. Did they did I it. I wish I could say the same about you, but they did their Son job. Son of a... Um, Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. I love you to death. I want you to come back for Red Dead. Will you come back for Red Dead? I would love to. Possibly for VR titles. Can we get them out of the room and just be me and you for Red Ooh. Dead? Because I don't think they'll be able to contain the coitus that's going to happen. The audio coitus that's going to happen as we talk about Red Are you, Dead. Are you <laughs> <this>? <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's my funny. turn phrase of the week right there. <laughs> um, but Brought to you by coitus. Everyone does it. <laughs> T-shirt. Sometimes even when you sleep. This has been <laughs> Episode. <laughs> this has been episode 166 of what? Video Games Chat. Video wait, game? Yeah, now we're Video Games we Chat. We changed wait. our names. We are well, rebranded. Weekly Games Chat. I'm drunk, aren't I? <laughs> but I'm not. Um, drunk on life. As I always say, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service of your choice. You'll get a new episode every Wednesday. Jeff proves that you can actually do this on whatever service you want because he doesn't have an iPhone. What? So therefore... Oh. He gets it on whatever they use in Samsung land. I don't know what it is. Android. Okay. That's what I call it. Okay. Um, but yeah, you'll get a new episode every Wednesday. If they've got a rating system, Jeff, is it, is it, is it a five star rating system on there? Um, yes, whatever it is, max it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You should max it out if you like it because it helps people find the show. If you hate us, take whatever the max star, uh, score is and lower it by one and double it. And if you want to lower it more, then double it, and that way we'll still be fine. Okay. Um, until next time, I'll simply say to first Jeff, game on. Game on, buddy. Game on, Sean. Game on, uh, Chris. Game on, John. Uh, uh, game on, everyone. Game on, Jeff. Game on, buddies. Yeah. Game- <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. 
your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Thug life. Squeezing on my money. <laughs> what? Yeah.